following program has adult language and potential spoilers. Listener, beware. Well, you guys had already started talking about how you watched it, so why don't you go ahead and just launch into that? So we tried to watch it on Disney+, and the volume was so low, I couldn't hear anybody. Holy shit, I thought it was just my TV. Dude, I'm telling you, it has to just be their copy of Thor number one. I could not hear any. We turned the level up on my TV to a level that we never turned it up, and I'm like, this is wrong. I was on 100, and I eventually just fuck it, watch it with subtitles. It was outrageously low. Like, I couldn't hear anything. So I, we have another, I think we have some boot like account that Mr. Fixit gave us. So we listened to that one. And it was like, no, I, at first I was like, did I screw up my receiver? So we went to YouTube and it was like, <laughs> speakers out because we already had to turn up so loud we played some random video on youtube and it was incredibly loud i was like, okay it is not the receiver it's got to be disney plus so then i found another streaming copy of it and it was the levels were fine so we watched that so you watched it on disney plus too it was all jacked up we had no volume on the first movie so well i mean we had volume but it was, you, you couldn't hear it, it you couldn't like, hear it like it was there but it's just like not there it was there but it was not there very very yeah. strange how about you miss uh uh what's your name Diablo, Diablo frank how'd you watch it buddy <laughs> uh literally i just put it on disney plus had no problems and just watched it. It was really, real simple, dude? real basic. Yeah. Uh, the sound was fine? Sound was perfectly fine, yeah. And uh, I did this, I wonder because this is the 10th anniversary of the movie and maybe there was like an unusual demand because I know, I, I finally started watching Kong versus Godzilla like right at the end of the month, right before it left uh, HBO Max and it was wanting to air out and, and you had to kind of keep restarting it and stuff. So maybe there was just a lot of demand around the 10th anniversary because uh, I think we're not the only ones doing this where it's like, oh, it's the 10th anniversary, we gotta go watch the movie again um, and I'm wondering if maybe there's a disproportionate number of people who don't actually own a physical copy of Thor as opposed to some of the other flicks so that might be contributory as well but no I, I watched it like a week I think a week or two ago because I just want to make sure it was knocked out and good to go uh, and you know no problems okay Mr. Fixit says he's trying he has Skype on his phone but he doesn't have y'alls and he spelled it Y-A-W-L-S numbers in it All right. and my, my wife is asking why he has problems every time we do this I don't know I don't know do not interject yourself in this i'm trying to i tried a lego machine no okay folks just for our listeners here i will i will read this conversation I, he says what do i have what do i use i have put all this bullshit on my phone and i said just skype and he said i have skype but i don't have y'all's y-a-w-l-s numbers in it i tried lego machine no answer <laughs> Is that supposed to be illegal machine? I tried Lego. And why is Lego capitalized? I tried Lego machine. No answer. <laughs> and then you said, give me your handle. And he said, illegal machine. <laughs> oh... Oh my god, we're gonna get sued by Lego now. Oh, you know, I, I just I need him to give me thing. his handle so that I can add him to this conversation. Yeah, that's that, all I need him to do. Maybe you, I saw a weird thing pop up, and it said if I answered it, it would put my current call on hold. So that was probably him. That, that's what I did to Fryhole. Is I, I I answered your call, and he was on mute or he was on pause, and then I wasn't getting anything from you, and I realized okay, this is gonna work. So I went back to him, and then we brought you into it. So we just need to bring that other guy into it, and we'll be fine. Jesus Christ, Lego machine makes me. Sl- 
laugh so hard. <laughs> Holy shit. Are we going to put my Odin Force intro into this podcast? Please. Yeah. I, I will. Do I have access to that? I'll, I'll, fucking uh, awesome shit. Uh, oh, you're there. Is that you, Mr. Fix? All praise to Odin. I'm going to set that fucking computer on fire. <laughs> I fucking lost my shit with it. So how did you watch it, Mr. Fix-It? Uh, yesterday. But through what means? Uh, Disney Plus. Any problems with the volume? No. Weird. No, no, I saw it on Voodoo. Now that I think about it, I did watch it on Disney Plus. I was going to watch it on Disney Plus, but I was in the other room, and I watched, ended up watching it on Voodoo. Okay, that's weird. And I had to turn on uh, subtitles. Oh, subtitles. Mm. Did, you turn on, did you turn on English subtitles or Norse subtitles? Didn't how many umlauts did you see when you were watching Thor? Seven. Just to refresh our listeners, literally Fryhold was born in Norway on <laughs> one of those long-ass like Viking boats with the dragon head. Along a fjord. Yeah, yeah he was in a fucking fjord. In a he fjord. was dropped in a fjord, 100%. Belkomen. Fryhold has at least 17 umlauts <laughs> in this film. It's not easy to do what you did. You made my man look like a bunch of minimum wage mall cops. That's hurtful. Would you like to tell me where you received your training? Afghanistan? Chechnya? Who are you? much to achieve peace for through your arrogance and stupidity you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and devastation of war you are a vain greedy cruel boy and you are an old man and a fool you're unworthy father i now take from you I cast you out! Please open your eyes. Oh no, this is Earth, isn't it? Where'd it come from? Your ancestors called it magic. You call it science. I come from a place where they're one and the same. He has disobeyed his king. His fate is in his own hands now. I will end this. All right, do you guys want to recap this movie? I can recap well, it. I, I wrote like impeccable notes, and I just want to read the notes in a live stream. Can I do that? We can do that, but let's let's actually introduce the show too, because we're all oh, hey. out of out of order. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm a legal machine. With me is Diablo Frank and Mister Fix It and Fryhole. Yeah, we got special guest Fryhole here, who um was I think the last time you were on the podcast was that our uh, the other Thor podcast we did? No, nah, he was in the Secret Wars one. Secret Wars, that's right. Okay, cool. So um. 
Um, By the way, we don't get you enough on the show. We yeah, need to get be... you on the show more often. Yeah, like hold up your hand for like, hey, I want to do this one in future ones, especially because well, we're gonna have a lot more Thor, so we should, we should probably be here for all the Thor ones at the very least. Okay. So we should let's talk about how we. Saw, so this is the ten year anniversary of the Marvel Cinematic Universe debut of Thor. Okay, um, yes, ten years. We are all old. Everyone, get over it. So what? Do we remember how we saw this theatrically? Yeah, we saw it with, uh, what's his name? Western Pop. Did we watch it with Western Pop? Yep, I remember. Oh, shit, that's right. And we saw yep. it at the... Uh, it was where Frank used to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over in Channel View or something off yeah. of I-10. And they had yeah. those, those, it was one of the first theaters I went to that had the cushy recliners. Yeah, I just remember because... Western Pop. Kept being like, when we walked out, he was like, that was very interesting. And I was like, oh, okay. It was just, it was like we went to the movies with our dad. I just remember feeling like that. <laughs> like, we brought dad to the movies. I didn't remember he was there, but you're right. He was at the Cinemark, I think, in Webster, maybe. Off of uh, Kobayashi? Yeah. Dope. It's, it's not a bad theater. Not a bad theater. I just know it's off Kobayashi because I love the usual suspects. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every time I was on that it, street, I was thinking of usual suspects. Isn't that a Star Trek thing, too? The Kobayashi yeah, Meru? Kobayashi Meru. Meru. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. We are like level 14 nerd right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in in Pokemon terms, I believe we just evolved. Okay, so do we do we want to talk about how we how did we like the film upon its theatrical release? Or do we want to cover that after I recap it? Well, I'll I, I'll just say that I saw the movie with uh, my girlfriend Paquita, so by that point she was a part of the scene. And I believe we saw it at the mall movie theater. And walking out, we both liked it, but I, even then I was like, that, that was an awful lot like Superman two, though I gotta say. And I think that's wrong. probably why I liked about it. But no, did we you saw it? Western Pop. Yeah, I did not see it with Western Pop. No, yes, Dude. you did. No, I You were there. I don't know. I was not. I swear you wait, were there. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Mr. Fix-It, are you sure we didn't see Captain America? Which one came out first, Captain America or Thor? Have we done the 10th Captain anniversary of Captain America podcast yet? Okay, dude, I think you're thinking of when we went and saw Captain America. Because For when me? we left Captain America, that was the big conversation. We were comparing it to Thor. Nah, I want to... I could have saw, saw Thor with the... You're the tiebreaker. I, I, well, what, I, what I can honestly say, I, I have never saw a movie with... Western Pop. One of the last times that I saw him, he'd invited me to go see League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and I was like nah dog since then I think I've seen him a few times at shows but I I've, I've, I do not think I've ever done anything outside of like a nerd venue with him well, well, what, I, here's what I can tell you for certainty is that I did not see Thor with him because I specifically remember having the conversation on the way home with Paquita so are you sure Are you sure it wasn't during that moment where you had to see every movie with her first it was one of those where you snuck in with the because I remember that was like a big deal for I can bit. assure you I didn't see Thor twice theatrically okay I, I, I literally really think that my probably my third time ever seeing Thor was a week ago. Mr. Fix it. I'm telling you, dude, that had to be Captain America because I remember when we left, I said a very controversial thing about those two movies and you guys were all like freaking out. I could have swore it was Thor, but I mean, I, I can't say 100% now. Okay. But so, so now I'm totally thinking that was Captain America. I saw with you guys. I don't remember where I saw Thor now. I have no recollection of my, my original Thor. Cause I was the exact same thing, dude. I thought it was there in channel view, but now I'm starting to second guess it. Cause I remember comparing it to Captain America and Cap couldn't have been out yet. Yeah, and I, I can't remember whether I saw Thor either now. I could have swore I saw it, y'all, because I remember thinking it was so plain. I wasn't blown away. Oh, man, I'm super confused. Mr. Fix-It. Are you sure that we didn't go see it? No. I will with people, but I can't remember who. It might have been Mr. Baloney. The last time I saw a movie with you, we went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Well, he didn't say the last movie he went and saw with you. He just said right, that Marvel movie. movie. Yeah, the Marvel movie. So, mm. well, anyway. Huh? Me, you, and... What's your cat? We used to go and see movies. Yeah, but we didn't see that one. 
I don't remember how I saw Thor now. I know I saw <laughs> in the theater. Anything on this one? I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, this was like a wasted last ten minutes. <laughs> okay, so here's what I want to talk about real quick. Okay, talk is about that it. I have a very strong recollection of me and Fry Hole being at Mr. Fixit's birthday party, which was taking place at, I believe, a Mexican restaurant, and I think Fixit's sister was there as well. And I think the three of us were like in one part of the restaurant, and we were kind of like the people who were having our own conversation, and everybody else was kind of doing their own thing. And I, I don't remember for sure. Was that the first time we met, Fryhold? No, because we went out a few times with Pussycat Pussycat Dan yeah, we yeah, was, yeah, no, you can't, Pussycat you can't use names yeah you can't use the names Pussycat oh okay we, w- <laughs> we went to Hooters a few times and we went to the beach house was the beach house before that birthday because yeah, that, that was, dude, that was 11 be. years ago had to be dude I have no idea it's only been that feels like that was longer back further back than <laughs> no ago. no he, you're right though because the breakup with Pussycat would have had to have been more than a decade ago because I was still talking to Pussycat after their breakup and I started backing off of that when I How started dating. How the fuck dating is this becoming about me now? <laughs> Well, no, because this is how we're establishing the time frame here is obviously we went to Pussycat's family's beach house and we were all there at that time. And then later on, me and Fryhole were talking about the upcoming Marvel movies at your birthday party. And oh, okay. what what struck me is I knew that he was a Thor guy or if I didn't by that point, I did. And oh, I was, shit. I remember that now. Yeah. Because we also talked about what was America. that Viking movie that fucking sucked with uh, oh, uh, 600 years before Christopher Columbus, Vikings came to the new world and killed without mercy when they return the one they left behind will be the only one who can stop them pathfinder a pathfinder yes and i said i wanted to see it and you're like oh man i don't know And how that worked out with you for you? It was awful. Yeah, that's what I heard. Was that uh, fucking Judge Dredd in that shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so at the party, we were talking a lot about our, our anticipation for the upcoming movies. And the ironic thing was I was actually really pumped for Thor. I thought that the trailer looked awesome. I loved the majesty of Asgard. And I just was so enthused about how well I thought that Thor could translate into a film. And I was really down on Captain America because I, I had no confidence that movie was going to be worth a shit. And you were the exact opposite side. You were pumped for Captain America and you weren't happy with what you'd seen of Thor so far. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw Thor, what killed my enjoyment of it was the first fight scene. They did, they were still kind of in that shaky camera during action scene. Jason Bourne bullshit. Yeah, and, and I had had it. I mean, it, it seemed like at that time, every fucking movie I liked was held by a third grader falling down a hill. <laughs> Just that scene killed the whole movie for me. I, I think he, last night was the second time I've watched that movie. What? No way. Yeah, and this time I really enjoyed it. So I don't know. Maybe. Do you guys want me to recap it? Yeah, I think now is probably a good time. Okay. So here, here, here's my here's my recap. Okay. And this is just, I mean, you know what? This one, I'm just going to read my notes. Okay. So I say, uh, all right, maybe this isn't much of a recap. You can just comment on any of my comments. I'm going to say here. I said, okay. Asgard looks surprisingly good. The CGI lacks some detail in Asgard uh, for the buildings, but 
it's very true to the comics. I can't believe how young Chris Hemsworth and Tim Hiddleston look. I'm like shocked by how young they look. Like, uh, or Tom Hiddleston. Tom or Tim? Tom. 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 Tom Hiddleston. He looks like a child in this movie. Uh, but the bleached eyebrows and beard suck really bad for Chris Hemsworth. Then I said, how the fuck did they get Anthony Hopkins to do three of these movies? Um, let me see. I was drinking when I wrote these notes. Okay. Uh, Frost Giants break into the relic room and steal the casket during the ceremony to make Thor. The the Thor the ceremony is to make Thor king of uh, o- uh, Asgard. Asgard. As Odin prepares for the Odin sleep, right? Uh, because the as he's about to like literally you know make him king, he freezes because he's like oh, no pun intended. Uh, because he senses the uh, the frost giants are going into the relic room. Thor sees this as an act of war. Odin dismisses it. Uh, the uh, what do you call frost giants are defeated by the destroyer armor that comes out and zaps him and whatnot. Uh, Loki in the meantime is sort of egging Thor on, telling him, "Look, dude, we got to go fight these frost giants." And Jotunheim, like they, you know, this is an act of war. They shouldn't. Uh, but anything you do is going to, you know, be defiant to Odin, and he's not going to want you to do that. And meanwhile, like I said, he's egging him on. So they decide, look, look, let's let's wrangle up the warriors three and Lady Sif, and let's go, you know, fuck up some frost giants. Uh, and at that point, that was the first time we get to see the big uh, Bifrost Gravitron spinny thing, right? And I really like that thing. They, they continue to use that throughout all these movies, and I, I like it. I think it's a really cool. I did like uh, their interpretation of the Rainbow Bridge. I did. Yeah, like how it's not. It's kind of a rainbow, but it's kind of like pixelated crystal. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it is. It's like a crystal or an obsidian with like colors in it. I think it looks yeah. really for cool. Uh, but it, but it's like it's semi-transparent. You can see how thick it is. Anyway, I, I'm with you, Mr. Fix. I like that. Um, so they hop in the Gravitron thing. Uh, Odin or uh, what do you call it? Uh, I remember Himdall says because he's acting like he's not going to let him through, and he kind of says that never in his whatever thousands of years operating the the Bifrost has had anybody ever slip path his past his watch until those frost giants and he wanted to know what the fuck was going on so that's co- sort of why he's letting them go so uh they get to Jotunheim they confront uh what is it Yiffy or Laffy 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 and uh is basically like look you know what the fuck's going on and and Laffy says something like there's many traitors in the house of Odin which sets Thor off Loki chills him out and then one of the frost giants which is it always makes me crack up as they're turning around to leave he goes this frost giant goes run back home little princess and I'm just like what like is this dude from like Odessa Texas or whatever like the weird <laughs> like this frost giant's yeah. got some like he's got some southern sass to him to egg <laughs> I, mean, I, I tell you what run back home little princess <laughs> anyway it was it didn't sound very uh Norse or whatever Yoden Hyman or whatever anyway not Hyman what uh okay so then he says uh, uh so anyway so of course Thor turns around is there like, a oh, broken Hyman <laughs> no he wasn't a bro- not a broken Hyman uh well it might have been because of back when o- the the casket well whatever it's a long story oh, all They're I'll trying- say is Thor was slaying Yoden Hyman left and right down there <laughs> he was crushing Hyman and uh, so they're trying to get a casket to repair the Hyman if I believe that's what it does. my wife keeps yelling that's what she says over and over again. Uh, anyway so they, they fight the frost giants I, I think the fight's pretty good and I love the scene where the frost giant grabs um which w- w- Volstag right he and gives him the frostbite all over his yeah. arm he's like don't let them touch you and then later in the fight he grabs Loki but Loki's armor it gets so cold it like shatters away which I think looks really good until he meets skin instead of like burning him he just turns blue and then he like locks eyes with the frost giant and they're both like what the fuck and then he stabs the dude in the neck or whatever and kills him um so then uh as 
as they start to then Loki's like, we got to get fuck out of here. So they start to escape and laugh. He thaws out that giant like rancor looking monster that looks exactly like a rancor from Star Wars, yeah. like eerily like a rancor. Yeah. And they start running away and you real and, and I don't know if Thor does something to him and make the he falls below the crumbling ice, but he catches himself under the ice. So they do this cool shot and they pull out and the Warriors three Thor and Sif are all running. But the rancor is running under the ice like you think they've ditched him, but he's run- it's really kind of cool looking how they kind of move the camera. Um, they get to the very end. They're cornered. He kills the rancor. They're cornered, though. And Odin shows up and say and he's like, like huffing and puffing because he's all fucked up because he's about to go into the Odin sleep. He's weak and he's trying to like still what the kids call fronting. He's fronting to Laffy like he's all like, oh, we got to end this. You know, these are just kids acting a fool or whatever. And, you know, Laffy's like, you're weak, Odin. Uh, this is not a direct quote. I'm not reading the script. Anyway, uh, so they go back to Asgard. Odin's like freaking out. Well, like, what I, are you I would doing? like you to pause for just Please. a moment. I want to jump in on that, too. Go. All right. So when, when he was fronting, that part made me fucking laugh my ass off because Laffy goes something like, OK, well, then war. And then Odin's like, war it is. And then fucking hightails it out of there. <laughs> He's like, peace out. That's it. I just want to say that it kills me rewatching Thor after all these years and seeing Luffy, who is not the main villain of this movie by far. There are so many other antagonists available for this movie beyond him. Uh, and even the, the movie even kind of teases him as being one of the main guys, but only just teases him because even the movie knows we all know that he's not going to be the big bad. He is so much better than Malachite, the actual adversary for the second movie. Oh, that, thank God. I wanted to talk about that, but that was in the second movie. So, but cool. Well, I I, I think that <laughs> visually he looks fantastic. I think the voice is great. He has a, an excellent sense of menace to him, and I, I feel like they kind of waste him in this movie. I think he should have been more, and he definitely should have been in the second movie based on how much better he was than the actual villain. Who the Absolutely. actor in that movie was totally wasted. And we'll talk about that when that movie comes around. But it, it's just like why why didn't we get more of this guy or something like this guy instead of them just shitting the bed particularly with the second movie's villain. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And like, look, the makeup on them, because it's practical, right? Like some of these dudes are CGI and they look horrible. But the practical guys, like they they draw these like black lines on their face. But the content, like it's like they look kind of good and kind of shitty at the same time. But he's still so good as Laffy. Like, I like it. No, I like, I totally, I shouldn't like it. I should be pissed at it or be like, oh, that's super cheesy. But the way he, I don't know, just like his his mannerisms and the way he talks, like I'm, I'm in on it. And I totally, forget all the bad makeup i don't even care he's so definitely that's funny got, that you mentioned that. he's got a darkness from legend vibe about him big time yeah i totally agree totally yep. agree. Yeah. the other thing i want to point out is i'd forgotten how strong the action signal was there at the beginning uh in in the uh, jotunheim and it reminded me a lot of the the sequence against surter in ragnarok and it, it thwarted expectations i see that sequence and i get jazzed because holy shit there's a fucking thor movie yeah throw the fucking hammer and, and fucking all the all the shit everything that I want to see in a Thor movie is there and they're like but now we're gonna go do this and and this is twice the shit's happened to me the first movie and the third movie where it's like yeah Thor movie well fuck your Thor movie we're gonna go do another thing and, and it's so frustrating for me that they do that because there, I would like at least one time maybe Eleven Thunder will deliver on this one time just keep doing this movie instead of turning into a different movie part way through yeah he does do a lot of the classic Thor stuff in that opening sequence just like the Surtur sequence and they you know he immediately I guess to continue the recap uh, Odin is furious that he was about to make this dude king and it's you know dude you gotta exercise some you know some rationale here you can't just go fight with everybody all across the universe so he strips him 
him of the hammer, strips him of the armor, and casts him to Earth along with Mjolnir in a separate spot. Um, and as he's cr- as he crashes to Earth, that sort of the very beginning of the movie, there's a there's a short sequence I skipped where Jane Foster and what's home dude's name, Eric Selvig and Darcy are driving around in her in her uh, research truck, and he falls out of the sky. So this is just catching up to the opening sequence. Falls out of the sky, they hit him with the truck. Um, so let me see. After they hit him with the truck, she, he gets out and he's like going crazy. They taser him. They take him to a hospital. Um, let me see what happens from there. Let's take they help him escape from the hospital and hit him with the truck again. Yes, which is which every every time I, they hit him with the truck the second time, uh, my wife explodes. She, it's like the funniest <laughs> shit in any movie that she's ever seen. She knows it's coming. She even will say, it's like, oh, it's coming up. It's about to happen. And every time they back into him in the parking lot, she absolutely loses her mind and can't contain herself. Well, I like the fact that the, you can kind of see the humor where Thor's going to be eventually, where he's trying to escape the hospital and they hit him with the uh, the shot and his head and his face hits the glass or the window and he slides down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for, I was like, dude, I forgot this movie was actually kind of funny. Yeah. I, I think I said it on Twitter uh, uh, not too long ago, too. When I rewatched uh, Dark World, it was funnier than I remember, too. So, like, people who think this movie's it went from all serious and then yeah. suddenly you got Ragnarok that was, like, uber silly. There's a lot of humor in these first yeah. two movies. They just didn't really, they didn't like Chris Hemsworth really go with it and be part of it as much as it, as it probably should have been. But, uh, but yeah, th- this movie was definitely funnier than I remember. There's a lot of jokes. It's not in, all Darcy. It's not all Darcy telling, you know. Yeah. Jokes. In Ragnarok, he's actually in on the joke. In this movie, he's more often than not the butt of the joke. Yeah. 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 And, and I, that was actually a problem that I had with it. I'm curious how Fryhole feels about it. I, I didn't like him being the slapstick, you know, uh, buffoon. You know, this guy's a god and they keep hitting him with trucks and slap, you know, hitting him with medications and he just keeps getting humiliated it feels like and but remember it, he's not a god at that time uh, understood but he's still made to look like a schmuck and it's it kind of irritating I, to me here, well, I think it's, to, it's to humble him because he's a god and now he's a regular man I mean that was the whole point is to make himself worthy again and to earn all that back well and that, so I that was a it. I'm sorry go ahead no go ahead totally agree uh, in the in the books you know he got melded with, with Donald Blake to teach him humility and I thought that movie being two hours or whatever you know to, to try to pack months of that just wouldn't have worked so the way they go about it is rough and tumble he has to i just i thought they conveyed it well i, I don't know so you you liked how he's portrayed in the movie then I, I i do because it was a movie if it would have been like like a netflix series or something and they went right away to say in two or three episodes he he learned humility then i would have been pissed but because it was a movie i guess i look at the time constraints mm, gotcha and, and i think i think it opens it up for your your regular non-nerd audience that oh he's learning humility instead of uh looking all bumbling and everything and for me it's very much like oh look we're doing the fish out of water thing it's like an 80s comedy you know it it might as well be like splash or some shit um and i i I want recognizing that it's a superhero movie i want them to build up the superhero but i also get that as you said they're trying to show how arrogant he is and they've shown you how powerful he can be so you're you're supposed to be seeing the, the fall from grace so illustrating that by him keep getting defeated when he's a guy who used to kick everybody's ass without you know without 
out and have to break a sweat. Yeah, like I, I would get that criticism, like you just said, if he hadn't kicked so much ass in that opening sequence. Uh, but he, like all the Warriors three and Sif, they were all getting dealt on. He was wrecking everybody, and that's why he yeah. was like, "I want to stay." And he, he's the one who just you blew the the back of the throat out of that rancor. I mean, he was ready to go. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. but th- that's what it is. They're trying to contrast this like goo- he's this still this gigantic, extremely handsome fellow, but that he's getting hit by trucks and like falling down and shit. I kind of like it. Like I think it's funny. It works for me personally. It did okay. for me too. I don't. I don't know if I don't think it did work for me the first time I saw it. But like I said, I was I was that opening scene. I just remember maybe it was just the theater I was in. Some dude banging his girlfriend in the theater room. I don't know. Oh good lord! But uh, I'm going to need an elaboration on that. No, it, it just the whole scene was was like shaky to me when I watched it in the theater, and I don't know if if maybe they were because it didn't it didn't seem that shaky to me last night when I watched it on TV. Oh, I got you. I got you. So I I don't know if if it was the theater having problems in the in the uh, the hell's that room called projector room. So yeah, I, I didn't think it like so you mentioned that earlier. I didn't think it was that shaky, but again, I might have not been paying that much attention. So there's a little um, bit more of that shaky cam when they're doing later on in the movie, but we'll get there. Okay, so after they hit Thor with the, it, that's actually a Pinsgauer that she's driving. I thought it was a Unimog at first, but it's a Pinsgauer. It's like an off-road vehicle specifically made in the UK for like high-speed off-road travel. Pretty cool looking. I want one. Um, anyway, so uh, from there we cut to the crater where the whole town is trying to pull the hammer out of the crater. And that's where we get our Stan Lee appearance where uh, he's driving the Dodge Ram and they wrap yes. the thing over the hammer and he pulls it and he yanked the whole bed off the truck and he's like, did I get it? Ooh. And don't forget the much less heralded cameo by J. Michael Straczynski, I believe. I, have to, I haven't proofed this, but I'm pretty sure he's the guy who initially discovers the hammer out in the desert somewhere. What? Yeah, the the writer of Thor, when they brought him back, the, the stories that are to some degree adapted in the movie, uh, the, the period of time where Asgard descends onto Oklahoma, um, was written by Babylon 5's J. Michael Straczynski, who also wrote the screenplay to the movie, and I believe that that's him in a cameo finding the hammer. Uh, I just, a quick Google, uh, you are correct. Did not know that. And very interesting. Look, I'm learning here on this podcast. That's fantastic. Uh, I, just so can't, the- I, can't, I can't stand seeing Bob Kane. I mean, Stan Lee in uh, every Marvel movie. So you're you're down on Stan Lee cameos. Yeah. I will have to say this. Did y'all guys catch that uh, little teaser that Marvel put out a week or so ago about, you know, we're all one big family. We're all going to go back and see the movies and give Disney billions of dollars again. That little thing where they had the opening sequence with Stan Lee talking about sense of community and how he lives to be with people and that kind of thing. Yeah, I thought it was fine, but I'm sure you didn't. So go ahead and elaborate. No, no, I didn't hate on it. The only thing that bugged me, although, yeah, it is on brand. Uh, the only thing that got me is just once could they get some audio of Jack Kirby too? You know, just, you know, it is out there. And if you're, if we're going to have like that sense of community, maybe just find a quote at some point that got, that gets Jack in there too. And I wasn't going to go there. Or some old footage of him drawing, some old footage of him drawing. Or, yeah, I mean, that's the dude who built the Marvel Universe. Uh, I just... The problem is that the audio-wise, Stan's voice is so recognizable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Let's not. Dude, have I you ever heard Jack Kirby talk? Uh, that dude's no. got a super distinct voice, too, though. I'm, assi- I'm, I'm assuming he sounds like a tough guy from the 30s. Yeah, absolutely. He sounds right. like, like an asteroid like great like game what, what was his name? Uh, Robinson? Oh, uh, Edward G. Robinson? Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Almost like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> he almost got more like a Lee Marvin kind of thing. It's like, but much more gravelly. He he sounds like a, a ashtray came to life and started talking. I mean, I'm sure I've I've heard stories about him, and he sounds like a fucking total badass. Mm-hmm. Now, in the new gods, the core of that story 
boss, that a father will never hurt his own son. Now here I have Darkseid, the most evil character ever created. I can tell you, he was the epitome of all evil. All this fellow wanted to do was own everybody's mind and completely run the universe mm -hmm. by himself. You can't get more affectatious than that. But he couldn't control his own son. And of course his own son became his worst enemy. And there was nothing he could do about it. He was continually frustrated. Okay, I'm going to continue my recap. Okay, so now Thor uh, has a, a or uh, Thor Odinson has awoken from his uh, vehicle collision. He's trying to get some clothes. Uh, Jane Foster gives him some clothes, like I guess her ex boyfriend or assistant, and it says Doctor Donald Blake on the name tag. Uh, yeah, it still hilarious. had the "Hi, my name is" name tag stuck on it because that's what you do. <laughs> you leave yeah, the sticker I thought, on. Thought I thought it was a nice touch. Oh, is that where he's walking around with his dick root? Yeah, yeah, definitely his dick root was showing in that scene. One hundred percent are we all aware of what the dick root is oh no, that's a new term for me it's that really? muscle it's the muscle that comes off the abdominable but runs straight to the dick oh the last so where like you've got your pants kind of low and no shirt on not you personally because my god there's no way your duke root is still still available <laughs> when you were younger and like totally yoked <laughs> you said he has like a dick trunk maybe or uh, no. a wheelbarrow may, may <laughs> No, no, not unlike Mr. Fix-It, I have a love engine these days. Uh, I, I like Dick Wheelbarrow. Uh, anyway, uh, Sequoia, you're Sequoia. No, so <laughs> Sequoia. It, it's the muscle line that runs towards your penile area. I think That's you're talking about the laterals. I don't know if it's really the lat. Okay. It's not really a lat okay. at all. Uh, anyway, that's what that is. But yes, his dick root's definitely showing it. So she's like, here, put a shirt on. Even though all of us, male and female, watching the movie are like, definitely don't. Or was that just me? <laughs> anyway, okay, let's move on quickly. Okay, so from there, uh, well, we cut to we have to say too that was definitely the what do you want us to do wear yellow and uh, black spandex moment where it's like oh look we referenced Donald Blake get off our backs nerds yeah shut up nerds look at my dick root um, anyway so th then we go to Loki and he's in the relic room trying because he remembers himself turning blue so he's like I'm going to touch this casket thing and see what happens and when he touches the casket he turns full frost giant uh, Odin confronts him and is like dude look I didn't tell you because I'm trying to protect you and Loki's like look I know you did this for a reason there's no way you know you did this just because you love me and he was like look i thought we could bring the frost giants and the asgardians together uh it didn't work out so i just raised you as my son all right so chill out and it, uh you know loki's upset about it as look he probably should be upset about it i don't fault yeah, him for that i like the way you called him out on that he's like no no that that wasn't why the yeah, dude there's like spit on his chin when he's yelling at him dude yeah. like he acts his ass off in that scene uh and then uh odin i, I just have one quick question yeah, now that's the cask of eternal winters right yeah. And that was the shit that got opened up in the 80s and like they had a winter in the summertime throughout all the Marvel comic books for like a month or two, right? Yeah, and and I believe Malekith was behind it in the comics. References. I thought you were talking about El Nino. Anyway, uh, that's a weather joke. Anyway, okay, so uh, from so Odin falls into the Odin sleeve and Loki goes from like, oh shit, and then he realizes, oh wait, Odin just went to the Odin sleeve. Thor's uh, banished, which means like, I'm king now. <laughs> right? So he's just like, oops, lucked into this one so suddenly he's all like oh come in here gardens let's help let's help odin up uh so th that's when we get our our breakfast eating scene where he's doing the unfrozen caveman lawyer where he's smashing the cup on the ground because he wants more coffee and they're like no you don't have to smash the cup and he's like i didn't mean you know anything wrong by it and they're like 
he just asks for more coffee. And he's like, oh, my bad. Uh, and I don't know if you guys noticed in the background when he's smashing the cup and they're talking to him, uh, Stan Lee's truck with no truck bed drives behind him in the background, which cracks me up every time. Uh, Did not see that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Did he lost his, le- lost his truck bed while he's uh, trying to pull the hammer out. And then they kept the continuity as uh, they're eating breakfast. Um, let me see. Uh, that's when he overhears home dude saying, hey, man, there's a satellite crashed out in the uh, out in the desert. We've been trying to pull it out all day. And Thor's like, oh, that's not a satellite. That's my hammer. Uh, so he goes to a... Oh, in between there, we see Jane lose all of her equipment from Shield. Shield's come and confiscated it all. Oh, very important kind of, because kind this of really is, dark about it too. Yeah, this is where Full Coulson goes from Iron Man two to his one shot when he's on the road to finally arriving in New Mexico. And as Mister Fixit points out, then he proceeds to seize the private property of an independent scientist, which is some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and she's freaking out. Uh, they cut to Thor in a pet store, and he's like. I need a horse. And they're like, we don't have horses. We just have dog, cats, and birds. And he said, then give me one that's large enough to ride. And I, I laugh every time at that scene. That shit cracks me up. Uh, and then Jane comes up behind him and honks a horn. She's like, hop in. I'll take you. Um, let me see. So that that's the whole Thor storming the shield base, which is the, uh, what do you call it? Introduction of Hawkeye as well. Uh, do we want to talk about the scene? I think Thor kicks some pretty massive ass in that scene. Although they're not really trying to keep him from the hammer, right? Like they're sort of testing him because you can because when once he gets close to it and hawkeye's like you want me to get him you want me to take him out now and colson's like no 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 i want to see this i want to see this and he goes to grab the hammer and just nothing happens and he's pulling on it and th- there's lots of rain very cinematic huge fan of that scene i think it all looks really good i, I think it's yeah. extremely obvious that all the hawkeye shit was shot later on and just randomly inserted to prolong the sequence and to help to introduce the character and, and that's why he literally does nothing throughout the entire sequence really i didn't think it was so obvious no. I, I, I never occurred to me that it was shot separately. Yeah, it looked like it was part of the, the story. I, I'm pretty confident that not only was that shot later, but I don't even think it was the same director. Was it like not raining when uh, Renner was on screen or something and that's why it was so obvious? Why was it so obvious? No, no, it's like he it's one of those deals where he does not interact with any of the environments. If you look at it, so. he hops into a basket, he's hoisted up into the air, he's occasionally inter- he's, uh, cut into where he's in the basket talking to Coulson. You'll see some overhead shots of Thor running around the base beating everybody up but at no point does jeremy renner interact with any of the environments any of the other actors it's all voiceover and shots of renner in the basket okay so is, are you saying this is like wrong or bad or what, what is no your, i'm saying that it's comment? just it's it's one of those things they made fun of back today because it's such an obvious tacked on thing inserted to create a sense of a universe where it's less so at that time no i thought it was fine i didn't have a problem with it. It was all right. I, did, I didn't hate it or anything but it's just like well that's really obvious what i did like about that scene uh, uh thor storming that complex is he still whipped the shit out of everybody he came into contact with. Um, I kind of thought they were... I, I remember when, when I first saw the movie, I kind of thought that they were going to go like the Superman depowered... Um, where he's a you know he's a wimp whereas thor would still know how to fight dude's been alive for a couple thousand years kicking ass <laughs> i so. love when when selvig shows up to get him bailed out and he like you know they, they spoof his id as dr donald blake and he's like he's a physicist and he's like well, why does it say md and he's like uh he's a doctor too and they're like well how does he just wreck a bunch of shield agents and he's like steroids <laughs> it's like she cracks me up <laughs> stero of course it's steroids he's a fitness freak and i'm like oh my god yeah uh, i i, I, I I just have to say, agree that, you know, you get him in some tight clothes, you make him all wet, and then you have him do enhanced fighting moves against individual uh, shield guards. And, it's, and you do get to see, like, 
like, wow, this is a big, powerful, uh, and handsome man, by the way. Um, but what I liked is when they do finally capture Thor after he basically gives up and he's unable to pull the hammer up is when F- Coulson is trying to interrogate him and pointing out where clearly you have enhanced fighting training. What are you, you know, uh, mercenary SAS, you know, all this kind of bullshit. Uh, I like that, but it's also funny to me watching that because that's a super duper Marvel's Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. moment where it's like, okay, we're pretending like we're in the Marvel Universe, but we have no budget, so we're just going to get a big guy and have people talking in a room a bunch. So it, it definitely shows you the limitations of the budget when they're having these sequences with Phil Coulson because that was the same shit that he had to get by with for seven seasons of that show. Yeah, I, I also love how Loki appears and sort of tells him, he's like, oh, dude, you know, what do you call it? Thor's like, you got to talk yeah, to Odin, try yeah. and get me back. He's like, oh, Odin's dead, dude. Oh, which means you can't come back. And then after that scene's over, he tries to pick up Mjolnir and can't pick him up. I love little details like that. Like, there was no reason to put that in the movie. But those little details always get me like, yes, dude, you're so not fucking worthy, you asshole. Well, and okay. it's that brilliant character moment. And that's a big part of what people love about the MCU. Uh, I, you know, I, I was on Twitter earlier today. And once again, you had some asshole trying to talk about how Man of Steel is better than the entire MCU. And it's like, fuck you. You know, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And one of the reasons why that's a big fuck you and not just a well, art subjective kind of thing is that Marvel will take the time to give you a character moment like that. Where, like you said, there's no way Loki's worthy, but he is arrogant as fuck. And he really wants to be legitimized. So even though he's got to know that there's no fucking way he's picking up that hammer, you still see the effort where he's going to try his level best, knowing that nobody can see him anyway. He's invisible because he just can't stand not to do that. It's a great character beat. And it's the kind of shit you don't see in the fucking DC movies. And that's why they don't resonate with audiences in the same way. I mean, it's yeah. not about Marvel versus DC and partisanship and shit. It's like, no, this is the work you do. This is how you get people invested in your characters. You give them these little character moments, these bits of humanity that connect the audience to those characters. Totally agree. You got, you have to sweat the details with these characters. You have to. That's how you build a continuity. And if you're going to do it over several movies and you're going to have one movie leading to another movie, you got to keep the character details straight and consistent throughout. And that's what makes these movies special. Continuing on. Okay, so Loki goes to Yoden. He sneaks over to Jotunheim to talk with Laffy. And he tells him, like, look, dude, I want to be king of Asgard. Odin's in the Odin sleep. He's not dead. So here's what we're going to do. You sneak into Asgard, kill Odin. I give you the casket. And I would even say something like super condescending. Like, you can rebuild uh, Jotunheim to the paradise it once was or something. He's, like, looking around like it's a shithole. It was so yeah. funny. Uh, and then, uh, so then, of course, uh, Laffy's like, why would I do this? He was all like, I want to be the king. I can't kill Odin and be the king, you idiot. Like, I love... Like, and that's his the father, arrogance of The arrogance of Loki in these movies is so incredible, dude. Even, like, when he's talking to Thanos and stuff. I, I just... Again, it's the character. They keep him so consistent throughout. It, it's just so great. Um, let me see. So so from there, uh, the the Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 tell him, doll, like, we need to get to Earth and try and get uh, uh, Thor because we realize this is all, like, a Loki construct. Uh, and I love how even when they're talking, they're like, I bet this is Loki. And, and I think it was Balder the Brave, maybe. It's like, well, look, he's always been into mischief, but this is, like, way more than, you know, I just love it because he's the god of mischief. And they're even like, nah, I mean, Loki's like, yeah, he's a trickster. He couldn't do all this. And like, wait a second. And they start going through all the details. I'm like, oh shit, this is totally Loki. Hey, um, was, was Volstagg the Punisher from Punisher Warzone? Correct, sir. So weird. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Same actor, yes. Oh, hold on. I'm Googling this stuff. So he totally could become Warthor if he hadn't been killed in the third movie. Is that a thing? Yeah. Warthor is a thing? Yep. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Dude, he does the, fi- he does like the blood fix, storm. It's, it's fixed it favorite Thor thing, man. Dude, he's fucking insane. He wants to kill everybody and he does this thing called the Bloodstorm. Dude, I bet you he called me twice 
twice a week for like two months as that storyline was going on talking about it. Yeah. Ray Stevenson. Dude, now that I'm seeing it without the makeup, that's totally Thor from, from or that's totally Punisher from Punisher Warzone. Like, I just I just looked up his name and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Punisher. I, di- I didn't recognize him in all the Volstag makeup. That's bizarre. And I actually think that might be part of the problem with the Warriors 3 is that they're so buried in makeup that, like you say, they're, they're unrecognizable because there are numerous recognizable actors or known actors that you can't recognize within those characters. And it is a credit to them because it's very much a character acting role where they get lost in who they're portraying. But because they get so little screen, screen time and so little to do, and because you don't see that they're people that you've seen in other things, you just don't connect to them. Well, except for Lady Sif. What? I connect with her. Sorry. Yeah. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Can we edit that out? She's I dope. blind her side. What? That's what she said. Alright, let's get back to it. Okay, so from there, okay, so they, they smuggle the Warriors 3. Loki tries to, I don't know, he's coming out of somewhere. I can't remember. Uh, Loki freezes Himdall with the casket. Oh, no, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. He comes back from Jotunheim and basically Heimdall's confronting him as like, oh, that's right. Yeah, you know, there, I, I, there, he's, there shouldn't be any way for people to be able to do these things that keep happening and you're such an intelligent person. Perhaps you know some way of doing that and he's like, yes, of course, people can figure out other ways of getting to places besides your bullshit bridge and basically Heimdall's finally calling Loki on his bullshit. Yeah, because he's something like, he goes, I try, he, he said something like, I cast my gaze upon you in Yodheim and I couldn't see you, just like I couldn't see those frost giants earlier. And he's all like, yep, <laughs> like, ding, 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 you got it, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why he freezes him with, because he, he basically, doesn't he come after him with a sword? He comes <laughs> yeah, after him. Yeah, he says, he says uh, now that you've dismissed me, I don't have to follow your orders or whatever. That's right, because he was all like, well, like, you're so powerful. Why didn't you ever challenge Odin? And he's like, well, because Odin's my king. And he's all like, well, then what am I? And he's like, you're my king. And he's like, that's right. And then he dismisses him. And as he's like, oh, it's on now, fool. And he uh, zaps him with the casket. Yes, excellent. Thank you for that uh, point. That was missing from my notes, but a very good point. Do we want to take a moment to discuss Sandra Selba as Heimdall? I love him as Heimdall. He's totally should not be uh, Heimdall in these movies because Idris Elba is a fantastic actor. And these are kind of two bit parts. But I, I don't know. I, I think he's great. So I, I, I don't think like I've it. ever seen a show with him in it or movie that he didn't <laughs> steal it. You know, I mean, he's right. awesome. It is weird because I hadn't had a lot of exposure to Elba before Thor. He started, he seemed like he started popping up in more and more stuff afterwards. And so to hear him pitch the way they do is like, really? You're pitching Idris Elba? He's, his voice isn't deep enough for you? And it, you can't not hear it because you see, you know who this guy is now. Yeah. And, and I mean, but honestly, this whole, this movie the whole way through, all these movies have actors that they just locked into contracts that they had no business locking in. Like Idris Elba got hot. There's no way he would play a B-list character in a Thor movie. Uh, I don't know how, like I said earlier, I don't know how they got Anthony Hopkins. Chris, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's like a huge movie star now. He's in these movies. You got, uh, what's her name? Jane Foster. Um, da, 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 Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman in these movies. It's just like, where are you getting these act? Like, when you look at the cast of Thor, I know you're kind of sort of looking at in 2020 vision, but the cast is like outstanding. Uh, well, but that, but I think that's a good point though. When they made the Thor movie, the only thing I knew Chris Hemsworth from was playing 
uh, Captain Kirk's dad in the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. And of course, I didn't actually recognize him. That was something I read on the internet and then went back and watched a clip on YouTube because I had no recollection. So I was still kind of feeling out this Chris Hemsworth guy. So to me, at least, he wasn't shit before this movie started. But I'm bumps. No, so yeah, anyway. But that's how a lot of these movies are. You look back on them, you're like, damn, they had some freaking all-star cast. It's like, well, if you go back 10 years, maybe it wasn't such an all-star. It was like they paid all their money to Anthony Hopkins and that's it. Exactly. And Uh, Natalie Portman, too. I think she cost them a bit. But like, take Stellan Skarsgård. I I had no idea who he was at that time. And then later on, he's in the Dragon Tattoo and just all kinds of shit. Yeah, he's been in everything, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how these Marvel movies, it's like the opposite of the old comic movies where it was like if you were in a comic movie you killed your career and now it's the exact opposite everybody wants into these movies because you're going to freaking explode afterward I, so, I would uh, submit to 10 it's, movies it's also they dude not just famous actors but they really casted people who could play off each other I mean yeah that's about all I got okay no no but but I know what you're saying though it, there's a weird thing with these Marvel movies where like if you see Robert Downey Jr. post something on Instagram every cast member from these movies will reply to him like like they like are legit friends from these movies like I, I don't know what that's about uh, but it's like they survived the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they're like friends for life it's really really bizarre like I, I never see this kind of stuff you know when when Chris Hemsworth was in Men in Black 3 or 4 or whatever the fuck it was like uh, you know I, I don't see the cast of Men in Black commenting on his Instagram right yeah. but these dudes like Mark Ruffalo and Jeremy Renner and, and all these guys all they, they all post on each other's timelines it's very very strange uh, and I don't understand it but I think it's kind of cool I think it's cool that these dudes like seem to have really like bonded over these movies these ladies and men um, I don't know I think it's cool it's almost like a, it's, like it's a weird fraternity that I'm I wish I was in but I'm not well again it's uh, it's a lot like being on a TV show uh, exactly you're, you're, it's, you're, you're, it's not like you did the one movie that one time you worked together for a few weeks and you're out it's like no we're gonna keep seeing each other and it, it helps to maintain those relationships because I imagine if you can't stand somebody it's gonna be really rough continuing to make all these fucking movies with them with these contracts they've got well yeah, I, yeah. I would say though this is still something special because you got like Harry Potter was seven seven movies not counting the other two and I, they don't fucking talk hardly at all are they really or is, is that like a scandalous thing you're unleashing on this podcast that Hermione and Harry are like not friends or whatever no 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 they're it, it's not that they're not friends but I I have seen no interaction right and, and I know that the uh, uh, the kid who played Ron Weasley was like dude that whole thing's dead to me I I that was so stressful I want nothing to do with it whereas like I don't know if you guys saw it like on social media anytime Robert Downey Jr. posts anything he always tags this guy Jimmy Rich who was his assistant in everything like this dude's been his assistant for like 14 15 years dude got killed in a car accident the other day like everything like any video of Robert Downey Jr. doing some like snazzy dance Jimmy Rich is the one that recorded it here's a picture of me at a at a charity event Jimmy Rich took the picture dude got killed in a car accident and the first like 15 comments under it are all it's Jeremy Renner Mark Ruffalo, uh, Josh Brolin, who's sort of like ancillarily, I mean, he, he was Thanos, right? Brolin, um, all these dudes, it's all Avengers cast. Just like, oh my God, this is like the worst thing ever. And I'm like, you know, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. has been in a trillion movies, right? But it's it's these weird, it's these Avengers guys that, that are, they're all connected together. It's very strange to me. And I think he even, I've heard Robert Downey Jr. mention it in podcasts. They, they just found a different way to shoot these films that made it feel like you were all a family building this gigantic thing you were building up to this payoff that was the the final two Avengers movies and they like kind of bonded over it which is just so like strange like I wish I was part of that I would love to be in a workplace like that you know um, yeah. and, and you just don't see that happen like you think Tom Cruise is all buddy buddy 
with all the Mission Impossible cast? Like, no, he never talks to these people. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, or him and Val Kilmer from the Top Gun movies are all best friends? No. Uh, so it's just, it's so weird to me that these movies are the giant, most gigantic movies of all time. And these people all are incredibly good friends. And I think it's just, I think that's one of the reasons why this stuff is kind of work and it doesn't seem to work any other way. You know what I mean? I think make- one thing that helps too is that, you know, they, they're all running in the same circle and they all ha- have these intermingled continuities. But then Hemsworth's going to go off and do another Thor movie where he's undisputably going to be the star. And so it's like, take like the Batman movies. You know, you might, uh, the villain were always going to be the star. It was always Jack Nicholson and whoever he's playing Batman. It's Jim Carrey and whoever he's playing Batman. And one thing that's different about the Marvel movies is they're all kind of stars. Like, you know, even though Hemsworth, I think one thing that helps him is he hasn't enough of a of an ego to be able to portray a god, but he also recognizes that the part of the audience is showing up for Tom Hiddleston playing Loki. And that's why none of the Thor movies don't have Loki because he's clearly at least a co-star in those movies. But yeah. with most of the other movies, yeah, you know, Chris Evans is going to spend some time with Iron Man and the Avengers, but he's going to go off and make another Captain America movie and so on and so forth. They all have the places where they get to be the big shit and then they're all the big shits together and then they go off and they're signing uh, their the, the toys of the kids you know, as Thor or as Cap, you know, or as Iron Man. So they all kind of get to be the stars. So I think it maybe helps to mitigate the egos that you might have otherwise. Good point. Good point. And I think a lot of it is because a lot of those dudes were not big shit before these movies. You know, I think that helps too. They, 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 they don't overlook the fact that a lot of their success is directly attributed to these movies and they don't look at it as some cheesy kid stuff they can't get out from under. They kind of like truly enjoy making them, uh, which well, I think And in the case of Robert Downey Jr. too, even though he's definitely was a star in movies for decades, dude went to prison. Dude had all those drug busts. Dude was basically uninsurable when he went to Iron Man. So he's got a healthy dose of humility. So even though he was more of a star than any of them, I think he's got a little bit more perspective than perhaps somebody else in his position would have had. Yeah, and where, where I think a character of his or a, an actor of his level would may, might be a little embarrassed to be in a comic book movie in 2008 or 9 or whatever it was. Uh, I, I think that he's like grateful for these movies, right? I think it's obvious. He never talks down on these that little comic book thing he did. He never talks down on it. I mean, you know, they, they show him doing the, uh, you know, he'll he'll do the charity events for kids or for Nickelodeon or whatever. And he just embraces the Tony Stark stuff. Uh, and I think that's awesome. Whereas I don't think, I, I you know, like Michael Keaton isn't running around like he's Bruce Wayne. Now, honestly, neither is uh, uh, Christian Bale, right? Like he doesn't embrace the Bruce Wayne thing. And I think that's it's just a really cool kind of different. It just shows how these are just kind of different. It's all these little differences that make these movies uh, well, a little more special. And those those friendships may have helped him with his sobriety. Yeah, well, I think so, too. I, I think you know, because I mean, and the he's, family. He's not running around with a bunch of scumbags. I, I just remember when they announced him for Iron Man, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I liked him, but I was like, he, he had had so many problems up to like, what, two years before that? Yeah, I mean, they, they said he was uninsurable. Like, they, they yeah. couldn't insure him for movies because yeah. like, insurance agencies were like, nope, not again. We're not doing well, this. I, and I remember seeing uh, his last court appearance. He had told the judge, he was like, uh, I have a smoking gun in my mouth and I like the taste. He's like, I, you know, it was just he was in a bad, bad way. Brutal. Okay, let me let me wrap up this recap here because we're basically in the movie. Okay, so uh, from there we go. Loki sends the destroy. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, am I cutting somebody off? Never nah, edit that out. Okay, so Loki uh, freezes Hemdall and he sends the destroyer via the Bifrost to Earth. And when the destroyer gets to Earth, he's surrounded by Shield agents, right? And uh, one of the uh, it's the dude who ends up being uh, Hydra or whatever. Yeah, Jasper Sitwell's in there. He's he's also in the Jack- sequence where Thor's busting into the camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was Jasper. And it was Sitwell. so funny because. 
I never noticed his ass until the one shot where he's talking with Coulson. And it's funny because he'd been in several movies by that point, but until he actually had a moment to be in the spotlight and recognize, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm here too. Here's my name. I just completely missed his ass. He was totally anonymous to me. Well, he gets like brutally murdered. And was it, is a Winter Soldier when he gets murdered? He gets thrown out the car in the oncoming traffic or whatever. He gets hit by a truck or something like that. Yeah. And then he comes back on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, he, he turns to Coulson and goes, is this one of Stark's machines or whatever? He's like, I don't know. That guy doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> and then, and then oh, it starts yeah. lighting up like it's going to blow him away. He goes like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I just think it's well, hilarious. The, the scene that caught me off guard is whenever the uh, the uh, Warriors 3 are walking through the town and uh, those two uh, FBI agents are like, is the Renaissance in town? <laughs> he goes, why don't you call it in? He goes, we got Jackie Chan, uh, Xena, the Warrior Princess, and who else? I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who the third one was, but yes, that is a hilarious scene. Probably wouldn't get away with that, no. No, not today. I don't think so. I, I, I remember when I heard that. I was like, that's pretty funny. But I was like, wow, I, I totally forgot about that. So from there, to, to build off that, the Warriors 3 and Lady Sif show up and they reunite with Thor and suddenly like uh, uh, Eric Selvig and Jane Foster are like, holy shit, like maybe this is for real. Like they, they were still like, this guy might be crazy this whole time. Uh, and at this point, he's already explained to her like, you know, uh, Midgard is part of the uh, life tree, Yggdrasil and all that stuff. I skipped all that earlier. We don't even know that. That's fine. Uh, so then the destroyer shows up to the town. The warriors three and Lady Sif are like, okay, let's we're gonna fight this dude. Thor's like, I'm mortal now. I can't fight the destroyer, but I'll help get everybody out of town. And there's the good scene of them sort of loading everybody up on trucks. And Arid Selvig's running into the diner, telling everybody, let's get the hell out of here. Meanwhile, the the warriors three are are sort of fighting the destroyer, although they're kind of getting their asses kicked. And there's an awesome scene where uh, Volstagg's about to get blown away, and Lady Sif jumps off the roof of a building and stabs him like through the back, like sort of the yeah. neck and, and chest. And he like goes dark and you're like okay she beat him of course we all know she didn't and then he starts to reignite and the armor flips spins. around yeah it all, like all of his body turns backwards and his arms reverse backwards so that now he's facing her and can like grab her and stuff dude every time that happens the cgi in this movie is not amazing but that scene i love it dude it's so creative and i love how he does the sp- it's almost like a t1000 bit or something uh love it i think it looks so good and one of the things yeah, that makes i was it so trying cool. to remember where what movie did that that was it, yeah. Was it T-1000 or something like that? Yeah, it was the Terminator 2. But one of the things that makes it so cool, and it's one of the things that drives me nuts about where they ended up going with Iron Man, is I like the analog component of that. He's not liquid metal. He's this framework, these uh, individual slats, and the slats basically reverse themselves so that he can face the opposite direction, and you're seeing them rotate, and it has a sort of a steampunk quality to it. And the fact that you haven't seen that done before, and that it seems to fit with the Asgardian aesthetic makes it much more special because there's been tons of fucking T-1000 ripoffs since the early 90s but that did something similar while having its own twist on it that made you like re-engage with it in a way that you might not have otherwise. Yeah and, and I love I, I really the Destroyer looks so good yes. and you'll notice anything they just make yeah, it look it like perfect. the comic books looks fantastic. The Destroyer is so badass in the comic uh, and in fact like that's I wasn't a huge fan of John Romita but that was one of the things I his Destroyer is amazing uh, and, and the sound whenever he would shoot that beam out that sound is fantastic i loved everything about the destroyer in this movie Uh, he does nothing in this film really but he's bad like like you said you would expect laffy to be the villain of this movie and for some reason the destroyer kind of is even though it's loki kind of controlling him but anyway um well uh, before you continue to mr fix it isn't the destroyer one of your favorite marvel like concepts what i mean didn't you tell me before that you just absolutely love the destroyer well i always liked his design because it was so simple but yet it just had a cool look uh but no i mean i i i think he's cool but no, he's not like one of my 
top favorite. Okay. And then well, I, I like maybe it was me. I, I like how like you, like Mr. Fixit just said. I love how simple the design is, but it's so incredibly recognizable. Especially the and, size. His size. Yeah, yeah. Just... He's huge. He does. It doesn't talk. It like it, it's kind of like a Jason Voorhees, right? The destroyer yes. is like Jason Voorhees. He just sort of walks around and just destroys everything. And his name is the Destroyer. Like it, I mean, the beginning <laughs> scene whenever he kills those three ice giants and he just blasts him away. I always thought that was so cool. And there's like oh, yeah. arms sticking out of the wall, out of the ground and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he just goes right back to his box like nothing happened. And Fryhole, how do you, how did you like the representation of Destroyer in the movie? Loved it. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that any time these movies, like comic book movies in general, doesn't matter if it's DC, Marvel, whenever they go like really, really stick to the comic books, it's the coolest, right? Like I, I don't think it's a coincidence, dude. Like if the Destroyer sucked, he wouldn't have been cool enough to make it into this movie to begin with. So just trust us and don't screw him up. And whenever we do Thor: Dark World, we'll get that with Curse, where they made him yeah, like just about to say exactly that. Yeah. Yep. Like, oh, why were you? Why did you hit the Destroyer so spot on and screw Curse up so bad? Uh, anyway, um, not, not okay. just Curse. Oh yeah, not even just Curse. They, everybody, Fuck everybody me. in that movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so from there, Thor jumps in and tries to uh, what do you call it? He confronts the Destroyer all by himself because because everybody else has been defeated, and he just walks up to him and he starts to like charge up like he's gonna blow him away, and they cut to Loki and Loki's like you can tell he's controlling the Destroyer and he puts his hand down and when he puts his hand down the Destroyer sort of powers down and Thor gets the smile on his face and then the Destroyer just bitch slaps him like oh, yeah. he sails like a, a city block away his face is all scratched up he's bleeding you know Nell run over to him and he was just like yeah you know whatever I fucked up I don't know he has some line well, the thing is he, while he's approaching the Destroyer that he made a big point of saying I've got a plan you just get the, the people to safety he had like one of one of the guy the Warrior Three's shields and then as he's walking to the Destroyer he's dropping the shield it's a suicide play he knows that the odds are yep. against him and so that's him finally doing something to make himself worthy yeah exactly he, he real that that's his moment of clarity where he realizes this is what it's about it's not about uh the valor and being the cocky hero and going to war it's about s- saving these people and he that's what he decides he's going to do he's going to well, sacrifice and it's also it's a moment of recognizing that this is entirely his fault anybody who dies any property that gets damaged it's all on him because he brought this shit upon these people and it's something he wasn't able to recognize in Jotunheim but he can recognize here that he is doing harm by his actions and recognizing the impact of his actions finally yeah and, and as he's dying they cut to Odin in the Odin sleep and he's crying in the Odin sleep uh, is my chair really fucking squeaky to you guys it's a little I, I'm squeaky. definitely picking it up yeah, I'm sorry squeaky. man don't worry about it it's okay uh, I thought maybe it, you were yeah, yeah. It, it, you can't really help it and it's not a big deal but yeah yeah it does uh, okay. so at that point as he's dying you you get the sort of and i believe this is straight out of superman 2 right whereas instead of marlon brando uh it's it's odin saying whoever holds this hammer shall be uh, and uh should he be worthy possesses the power of thor like isn't that exactly out of superman 2 where superman's like dying and he's hearing marlon brando what like, it is is actually lois lane is dead and superman's about to uh make the world go backwards in time and that's like the final barrier where uh, um is like you can't do this son you know you can't imperil the entire world for this one person and then he does it anyway so it's it's similar okay. I, I wouldn't shock me if it was an influence but the sentiment being expressed by the father figure is the exact opposite of totally Jor-El. different gotcha okay, okay. he's, he's, he's kind of like I'm gonna make you enough you can't refuse and yet he wouldn't fly into a tornado to save his dad <laughs> 
Oh my god. Odin was never in a tornado. What are you talking about? Okay. Okay, so from there, uh it, so he he gets Mjolnir, blows the destroyer's head off. It looks terrible. The CGI does not hold up. It looks really, really bad. Uh Himdal's still frozen. The Asgards come to or the uh, uh the frost giants come to Asgard because Loki smuggled them in. The CGI is even worse on those frost giants. Like, oh, like this has to be the worst CGI in the entire MCU. Um, it, it's a little bit like the MCU equivalent of the uh, demons from Spawn, where it's just like no, it's, rampant cloning. It's the dudes from what, what was the what was the Will Smith uh, Omega Man movie? Oh, uh, I am Legend. I am Legend. I, I was like for the, the lack of a, a valid interpretation of that book. So yeah, I am Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and uh, I still had a problem with that. They, those are the smallest fucking giants of all fucking time. Yeah, their sizes are all over the place. Sometimes, like in the opening scene, they're huge. Yeah. And in other scenes, they're not. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. Um, for sure. I, and it was very noticeable. Um, so, okay. So, Laffy sneaks in, and he's getting ready to kill Odin. Himdall breaks out and kills those frost giants. Uh, Loki then, which I love this twist. I always forget about this twist. Loki save he kills Laffy and the frost giants. Uh, and it's so that he can save Odin, and everybody sees him save Odin. I always forget that little twist, and it's a really, really good twist. Because he wants to solidify himself as king of Asgard. Uh, well, instead of just letting he does it in front of his mother Frigga who exactly. probably should have been the queen but I think the whole they wrote it off as she's with Odin in the Odin sleep but she could have just been the queen yeah 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 and Loki's left the Bifrost open because the Bifrost if it's left open basically is a giant laser beam that can destroy uh, Jotunheim uh, Thor shows up because Himdall brings Thor back they fight 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 Thor just, uh, realizes that the only way to stop the Bifrost from destroying Jotunheim is destroy the Rainbow Bridge well, you have to he, mention the part where he pins Loki down with the hammer yes then he walks over and he yeah he puts the hammer on Loki's chest to hold him there. I love it when they use the hammer that way. I don't know why. It's just it's a cool thing that nobody else can pick it up. So anytime they do stuff like that, he does it in Ragnarok where he puts the hammer in the giant dragon's mouth and like freezes him to the ground. I I, I love when they do that. I don't know why. I'm a sucker for this stuff. Um, uh, so uh, hold on, uh, Loki. Let's go. I, the it's, staff. A, it's a really great low-key display of power. No pun intended. Because it's like every, anybody else is having to exert all this effort and Cap's got to sling the shield with all his might and all this kind of shit. And Thor is so powerful he could just lay the hammer down and ain't nothing gonna move underneath that thing yeah and he, and he, did. he like gently set it down too it wasn't he didn't slam it down he just like set it on his chest and it's like you ain't going nowhere dude um so as the rainbow bridge is falling off i think that the cgi on the uh the bifrost machine spinning and breaking and falling apart and falling off the edge of asgard i think that looks awesome that looks so good uh then loki and thor are falling off of the um rainbow bridge odin has come out of the odin sleep and saved them uh what do you call it? loki saying something like i did this for you father and odin is looking at him like come on bro <laughs> like i know what you did i you know i'm the all father i know what happened and when he kind of sees the look on odin's face like you done fucked up he just lets go of the spear and falls off into nothingness which we all know is a bunch of bullshit <laughs> after that they're sort of having the big party because what it, you know everything's been resolved uh, lady sif is totally you know it, what it, he she's she's talking to frigga and it's just basically you know you know thor's sad he's depressed because because he can't get back to Earth. He's obviously missing Jane Foster, which looks like Lady Sif's got some, 
she's got feelings for Thor. Don't blame her. Uh, and so then, uh, let me see. That's the end of the movie, I believe. Correct? Don't, or no, we, we cut to Jane and she's trying to like find a way to, to get back to him or whatever. They, they make like, a point of letting that. you know that Shill has not only returned all of her stuff to her, but are actually seemingly helping to bankroll her so that yep. she can investigate a way to reach from Midgard to Asgard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a scene earlier in the movie where uh, he tells Coulson, you know, let me tell you something, dude. I've got your back. If you ever need anybody, I am one of your allies now. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Uh, and then we get to the stinger. The stinger is uh, Agent Fury telling Selvig, because Selvig's like, how did I make my way all down here? I thought you were going to kill me. And that's going to be the Avengers, you know, uh, the beginning of Avengers 1 where he's testing on the Tesseract. They show him the Tesseract. And he goes, well, I guess that's worth a look. And they cut, what is it, Loki's standing right beside him. And they say it at the exact same time. Or Loki says it first, and then Selvig says it. So you now know that Loki's... Uh, controlling Eric Selvig. Yeah, you're seeing Loki reflected in some glass or a mirror or something, and and, and influencing him. And if if I recall oh, correctly, I that whole part. What's that? Oh, you missed it. <laughs> Shut the TV off after. Fuck. Have you ever seen a Marvel movie before? Yeah, I know. I went brain dead. It'd been a long day. Well, I, I love that you watched an entire additional movie, but you missed the stinger. <laughs> Okay, here's why I watched the additional movie when I said I wasn't gonna. I watched the first movie, and I remember on our Odin Force podcast that I had said I didn't like the first one, but I liked the second one. You so, did say that. You did. So say I'm that. like, well, I, you know, I like this so much better now. Maybe I like the second even more. And so I watched the second, and dude, totally 180. I I thought that the second one had so many problems, and I I just I don't I don't know how I was you know as you get older you look at shit different but to, to take what I said before you, I sound like I'm full of shit so. <laughs> it's alright we're all full of shit so it's okay and that's so, why I watched the second one was was because I liked the first one so much so I was like well, shit let's watch the second one and my kid was here with me too so well I mean it. you literally waited a decade between showings of a movie featuring one of your favorite Marvel superheroes yeah so yeah. tell me this what was it that you hated about Thor the first time that, that shaky camera scene in the the first fight which like I said on my TV was not that bad but in in my head in the theaters it was um you know, I think I had a problem with what you said earlier the first time I watched it, how they made him look stupid and bubbly, whereas now I can kind of reconcile that with, hey, dude, it's a movie, they gotta show it to the regular audience, that he's he's getting humble and quick. Um, I, I think another big part of it may have been what uh, uh, Illegal Machine said, was uh, Thor was the way I thought of Thor through that whole first fight, and then there was a big chunk of nothing for, for a while, and, and maybe that's why I didn't like it first time. Um, but man, I, I really, I, I honestly really enjoyed it the second time. So I, I never thought I'd watch it again. And uh, I, I'm starting to rethink some of the movies I said I wouldn't rewatch. So It's just interesting because you had such a strong negative reaction that you went a decade without even revisiting it. Um, yeah. So I, 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 is a lot of it just to having the first movie be informed by the successive movies? Like you've seen the evolution of Thor. And so like any, any issues you had with that first one, were alleviated? You know what I think it was? You, you know, the honest to God truth that I think I haven't rewatched one or two was because the third one was so good. So it was like, why would I go back and watch the other two when I can can watch the third one over and over again? I've seen this movie a 
million times. A million times. I love it. I, this movie is so rewatchable. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why, and I say this in several podcasts, folks, if you've been listening for a while, you understand. This is the shortest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Did you all know that? I did not. This is the shortest one of all of the movies. And it is so tight and so fast. Like, I, I just, I, I like it. I think it's got great heart. I think the actors are all great. The bleached beard and hair for, or and eyebrows for Hemsworth really bother me in this movie because he looks so natural by the time you get to, to Ragnarok and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, all the characters are here. Loki's great in this movie. Thor's great in this movie. Anthony Hopkins is good in this movie. Coulson's in this movie. It, it's just all Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe goodness uh, in, in a very short, tight package. And I, I just, I enjoy the hell out of it and I, I'll tell you what dude Chris Hemsworth is fantastic I, I will watch anything that dude is in I, I've he's so good even though he's kind of a playing himself in every movie I've seen him in there's just something about the dude in the screen. He's just a very likable human being. Uh, I, I don't know if it's yeah. like a rock syndrome. You know, people who would just watch rock movies all day long, and they know it's just Dwayne Johnson with some random name on the TV screen. Although I think it's kind of short-selling Hemsworth, because I think he's actually a much better actor than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What? But uh, yes, I said it. Fight me. Uh, but th- the dude's just great. Like, I don't know. Whenever he's on the screen, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Maybe I have a man crush. I definitely have a man crush. I don't care. Uh, but I just, I really enjoy this movie. It's so good. It's all the, the best. It's so comic booky uh, that it makes me feel good to watch this movie, and I very much enjoy it, and I like it. But okay, so, so here was the, here was the thing. I think when we came out of this is what Mister Fixer was remembering. We saw it. We saw Captain America with Western Pop, and I came out of Captain America one saying I thought Thor was the better movie, uh, and you guys were like extremely upset with me or whatever, like I was a fucking idiot. I don't think Thor Thor is not a better movie than Captain America: The First Avenger. Captain America: First Avenger on subsequent rewatches is one of my favorite Marvel movies, but it is longer and maybe less re watchable because it does have a lot of slow heavy parts to it thor is a much more rewatchable movie in my opinion no no captain america first avengers the perfect comic book movie it's incredible it's incredible to- it's totally incredible and i don't know why i i did i must have been a weird mindset the first time i saw that movie in the theaters i love captain america the first avenger i i it, i i agree with you mr fiscuit it might be the most perfect comic book movie maybe not the most yeah. perfect movie but as a comic, comic book, book movie yeah it's got it's like superman it's got dude everything. it's running on all cylinders the whole movie totally totally uh, so, but for Thor as like an action comic book movie and being a short runtime and having all the Marvel Cinematic Universe triggers in my brain as I watch it, I, I really enjoy the movie. I think it's super underrated. I haven't really. I'll definitely watch it again. So. I haven't watched it in a while, and as I was rewatching it, I was like, man, I really like this movie. I'm like, holy shit! For the for the longest time, even when I would sit down with my boy and we do the all the Marvel movies, I think I would go to sleep when Thor would come on because I was just like, I, like you said earlier, I remembered it as always being really serious and Shakespeare. And I was just like, eh, don't feel like watching it. So when uh, Frank said we needed to watch, I'm like, oh, I, I, kept, I had that mindset that it was going to be Shakespearean. Like I was going to be watching, you know, a, almost a period piece Marvel style. And then I watched it. I'm like, holy shit, I really like this movie. So I'll, I'll definitely put it on uh, the uh, movie list of like movies to rewatch on a slow day or something. You know what? Hold on. Can I just amend my comment? It is not the shortest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. I'm an idiot. I didn't scroll down on the stupid list. Uh, <laughs> Incredible Hulk is 112 minutes and Thor the Dark. Dark World is 112. Thor The Dark World is a shorter movie than this film. And... seemed much longer. Thor yeah. is this... Ant- well, no, here's another one. It's the same link as Doctor Strange. And to me, Doctor Strange, I thought, would have been way longer than the first Thor movie. Uh, it, that seems like a longer movie to me, and apparently it's not. They're the exact same run. Dude, now I'm, starting, now I'm starting to question all the other Marvel movies that I watched and liked and disliked. Watch them all over. I think I've watched the whole I, thing I think you've, in front of I, order like five times. I think you've lost your faith in God 
God, now Thor has done it. Yeah, maybe. I'm glad we did this, uh, Fryhole, because I was upset when you said you didn't like the first Thor movie, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to, to find Jodenheim or whatever fucking Yggdrasil <laughs> and uh, within you know, your own body. I, I super enjoyed it. Really, really liked it. All right, so uh, Diablo Frank, what'd you hate about it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd say. Well, I was going to say that uh, to, to join the, the ranks of the people who like the movie, um, this is one of the ones that Paquita vis- revisits the most. Uh, so, I wonder why. I'm sure the Hemsworth factor is there, although that's oh, not Hiddleston. generally her Hiddleston. type. But Hiddleston is really the one that she's got for. She likes Loki. Um, she, I'm not into Loki. You know, I just I'm not into him. I, I don't really care about him as a character. I think Hiddleston's fine, but I'm not one over on, on him. I will say this too. I, I would have to agree that Hemsworth is probably a better actor than The Rock, but The Rock has more charisma, and I am more compelled to watch The Rock and things on the strength of The Rock being The Rock than I am watching Crips Hemsworth do anything that's not Thor related. So, um, but I do. I, I a lot of people are won over by the, the supposed charm of Hiddleston. I'm not one of those people, but she likes him a lot, and he's definitely her type. And she's gone back Thor more often than most of the other Marvel movies because she really enjoys the fantasy aspect. She also likes Thor: The Dark World. In fact, the only reason why. I saw Thor the Dark World was because she wanted to see it. Um, so she's definitely on board with you guys as well. Uh, I find the movie to be extremely adequate. Uh, I just, I, I don't hate it, but you know, like when we watched it the first time, and again, I saw it with her and I remember the specific theater because it's kind of a weird uh, setup and I was talking about it on the way out and I, I was fine with it the first time and I liked it better than I thought that I might, but not as much as I had hoped based on those earlier trailers. And what happens when it hit video, neither one of us went out and bought the movie, uh, which is strange. I think in retrospect, she probably should have, but I don't think she was as invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at that time. So what I did is I went to the Red Box and I rented it just to check it out and kind of hoping there'd be some special features and shit and there wasn't. I'm not sure I finished watching it the second time because anything that I had kind of glossed over the first time I watched the movie was hitting me over and over again. Like all of the things I don't like about that movie hit me the worst on that second viewing. So again, I can't say for sure that I finished that second viewing and this was literally my third viewing at most of the movie. What, what were the things that, that you really didn't like about it? Uh, well, for starters, uh, the Dutch angles, you know, the, the all that Batman 66 bullshit where they can't fucking... They, I was watching a, a video where they were joking about how they, Marvel couldn't afford to buy another tripod, so the entire movie has to be filmed on a slant. Okay. <laughs> That's a little annoying. Um, it is so obvious that Kenneth Branagh wants to fuck Natalie Portman because there's not a single fucking shot of this movie where she is not made to look like a supermodel with her, you know, her hair whipping and the sun's coming down. Like, Portman, if she ever has, feels that bad about herself, she needs to watch this movie because they never shoot her in, in your remotely unflattering. Not even unflattering. Again, like, this is, this is like porn, essentially, for, uh, if you're a Natalie Portman fan, because of how much effort Kenneth Branagh clearly put into lighting her, which is, and I noticed this in part because I have to assume that Chris Hemsworth must have ass fucked Kenneth Branagh's mom because it's amazing what? how often Branagh. Shoots. <laughs> it's amazing how often Brennan shoots Chris Hemsworth in an unflattering light. This is a guy who most people would say is one of the most handsome men on the world in the world. And there are so many times where he's got like ugly cry face or the fact that he has this weird pasty makeup on for a good chunks of the movie. I remember when Th- uh, Mac in the early days of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was pointing out the bleached hair, and I was like, "Oh, it didn't bother me. I didn't mind it at all." And then watching it again with with his natural uh, dark hairs kind of sticking out amidst all these horrible bleached blonde eyebrows and hair. It's like, this looks like shit. Who would have decided to film this guy with this fucked up hair and this fucking stage makeup from all these
his bad angles, with all his bad lighting. I feel like Kieran Branagh must have fucking hated Hemsworth because the attractiveness, the natural attractiveness of this man is fighting to get through the dirty, bad service that the, the director gave him. It's amazing well, wait, wait, wait. how ugly he is in parts of this movie. Like, but, he but, literally looks ugly. And I, and I can see where it, it kind of helps with the humiliation where, like, especially the scene where Loki's telling him that Odin's dead and it's all his fault and all this kind of shit. And he has that fucking ugly bitch cry face. He looks awful there. And in that moment, he should, but there's so many other sequences where he is shot for shit that I can't imagine that Branagh did not, for some reason, just despise the fucking dude. Well, yeah, and they, it, so, if they so, go by the comics, uh, you should get your revenge on Portman for Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's true. But no, but I will say so. So two things. One, I think that's a Marvel thing. I think they wanted Thor to look like that, and they were because the, I think in Avengers One he's also got the bleached eyebrows and bleached beard. I, I think it was after Avengers One and into Dark World where they stopped that shit and he started to look more normal. Um, and is what's weird is is his his beard is like unbelievably crisp, like it's like a spray on bleach beard it's it yeah. looks terrible like, it looks and I crunchy like, look like flocking like on those old <laughs> action figures uh, i think we said like on a christmas tree looked like blonde flocking from a christmas tree. no but that, that's what it looks like and then with natalie portman there's that scene where he first turns into thor at the, or where he turns into thor at the end of the movie and she's all like oh and they show her face and they zoom in her again and she's like ah like it's a uh what do you call it, herbal essences commercial or something like and it's like <laughs> or, or it's it's like a, a dream weaver from wayne's world playing on her every time they show her it's like you can hear dreams weird so I, when you said that about natalie portman i'm like yes that's what it is he totally must have had a crush on her because she is incredible every scene no it's like she's in like a bikini he's not going weird with it and like throwing her in her bra and stuff but it is she is fully made up and they're doing tight tight close-ups of her face every single time uh she's on screen in this movie or she's doing like a silly little laugh or with this like that. radiant smile and the moment you're talking about is when she's like oh my God. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. No, he so wanted to crush that. It's so fucking obvious. But I think Thor is not Branagh. I think it's the way they were trying to make him look in the movies before they realized he's a giant blonde dude who can grow a beard. Why are we putting makeup on him? Like, this is stupid. So, I think that... I I will always remember, too, when they were promoting the movie. He has hardcore dick root, too, so... (laughs) The dick root. Well, the dick root's pretty consistent throughout all these Marvel Cynic Men. That's the continuity I came for. But I will say this. You have less time with his shirt off in this movie than probably any other movie featuring Thor. That's weird. No, you might be right. I think it's the one move, one scene, fairly briefly, when Darcy's commenting on it, and then the rest of the time he's fully clothed. Uh, we, we, they got past that shit real quick. Well, I'm glad they fixed that mistake, too. I, I didn't say that. Edit that out. Um, anyway, Mr. Fix-It, how about you? Wait, wait, so was, are you Diablo Frank, are you thumbs-downing or thumbs-upping this movie? Are you doing thumbs in the middle? Or very, kind of up a little bit? It is in the back third of the Marvel movies for me. Back third? Back third, yeah. Okay, uh, so we're talking about the sideways thumb from Gladiator. But down a little bit. No, a little bit of tilt. A little bit of an angle. Okay. Like, at least a 15 degree or so downward point on this one. Uh, because, like I said, watching the opening sequences, watching the battle on Jotunheim was like, that's the Thor movie I wanted. The shots where they're panning into Asgard, you're seeing all the golden spires, and then you see Heimdall in the full fucking badass uniform with the, those sick fucking yellow eye uh, contacts. Um, or the sequences where you see Loki where he's actually got the horned helmet, which are too few and far between. 
Bane look badass. Looks awesome. Yeah, he looks great. When, he, when he's well, on the throne with the, hel- with the helmet, he looks incredible. One of the good things about this, the second movie was Asgard, I thought. I thought it looked a lot better. Uh, the boats, the boat spaceships. Ships? Yeah. yeah, the boat ships are pretty cool in the second one. Um, but but see, I, but like, but see, you're, you're saying all these things, Frank, but they were actually in the movie. Like, I think Himdahl gets a lot of time in this movie. Yeah. Uh, no. Like, weirdly, really more than I he's remember. He's got like three scenes in the movie. You know, you, you see him, Chief O'Brien, or he's Scotty. He's the guy who runs the tel- the transporters, the teleport tubes, whatever you want to call it. And that's pretty much the only times he shows up. He kills a few ice giants and he tries to make a move on Loki. He is way less, I mean, the actor and the presence and the costume make Heimdall seem like a real, you know, you feel him a lot in the movie, but he's not actually in the movie very much. And I think that's one of the things that's interesting too. Uh, this initial failure that I think taints the other Thor movies is we spend enough time with the Warriors 3 that if they're not making the impact that Heimdall's making, it is no wonder they get massacred. Um, none of them, even Sif, Sif's a, 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 a gorgeous woman, and I think that the actress, Jamie Alexander, does a good job playing her, but they give her so little due. She only really has that one badass moment. A lot of the times, the, the Warriors 3 feel like they're kind of petulant, and also they're kind of pussies because they're constantly having to bow to Thor, to uh, Odin, to Loki, and I realize at the end, they they break ranks, and they go off to try to find Thor and shit, but they still seem like like they're like our gang or something. You know, they don't okay. feel like they're... Hmm, what's up? I know, I know what you're saying there, because I, I'm now remembering that's one of the reasons I didn't like it originally, because I had read a lot of stories that involved Sif and the Warriors 3, and they were all bad motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, and instead, Fandral, I mean, uh, Fandral does literally nothing. You know, he's just around. Hongan, uh, who, of course, they, they, they uh, race swap and turn him into an Asian gentleman, give him, like, the most stereotypical Asian voice possible. <laughs> you know, I, I always saw him as, like, Mongol in in the comics, so I, I guess I was okay with that, but... I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but they give him, like, this really bad stereotypical voice, you know? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. They didn't give... The actor is Asian <laughs> and he's doing a voice. They didn't fucking go get, like, a, who's the dude from The Simpsons to come in and do an Asian <laughs> voice? Because that guy is Asian, so let's please... He chose to... They didn't tell him on the set, can you be a little more Asian? He just did a voice, so let's chill out with your ration in this fucking episode. <laughs> okay, well, his voice, regardless of where he's from or what choice he made, comes off very racial. Well, um, he's racial. He's and, and like racial. his Well, okay, and what else does he do besides, he sounds like like thug number three in a Hong Kong action flick. Oh, uh, call Jackie Chan. They do call him Jackie Chan in the movie. Right, right. Like, and that, he, does, he, he does nothing. Like, name that's one fine. thing he does that's noteworthy. Who cares? He's The movie's not even two hours long and he's barely yeah. in it. Exactly. So these so are the good. people, this is supposed to be a supporting cast. These are the people who were supposed to be his life on Asgard that he's no, trying to get back to. Wrong. And they're, they're lame. They're boring. No. The, his supporting cast is Darcy, Jane Foster, and Eric Selvig. That's the supporting cast in this movie. If you're coming here like, oh, they really short-shifted fucking Volstag, you, we didn't watch the same movie. And Volstag <laughs> is nothing but a series of fat jokes. And then you're talking about the people who are on Earth, okay? Uh, Darcy, I remembered her being a lot funnier the first time, and then watching it the second and the third times, it's like, no, she's just kind of annoying, and she really doesn't get that many uh, one-liners, that many zingers. So a lot of it is Eric Selvig, who is nice enough, but basically his whole thing is trying to mitigate the problems that are being caused by Thor to protect Jane Foster. So there's not a really a lot for him there either. He does have the, the uh, bonding over the shared heritage and stuff, and that's nice. Um, I'm, not, I'm not faulting him, good. but he's not in it a lot either. It's only two, it's not even two hours. Nobody's really in 
this movie a lot. Sure, uh, yeah. I think Eric Selvig is great in this movie. I love the bar scene. Like I said, I already made the, where he bails him out and is like, steroids! And they're all, that's all hilarious stuff. I'm telling you, dude, this movie, it, it's, you don't have a lot of tastes of really anybody. Like, that's why I don't. Right, uh, which like, is one of the reasons why I find the movie to be very adequate. I think that there are a lot of performers that are doing decent work, but you don't get enough of most of them to, to really get a feel for the world or the characters. So they're just kind of there. So to some degree, while they're very enthusiastic and you, you, they're shot okay, um, a lot of it is kind of enthusiastic going through the motions. Like a very basic movie with a very basic plot and very basic characterization. And I realize it's the first one, but most of the other Marvel movies, I think, do a better job of it. And I think that's one of the reasons why Thor is so far on the back end for me. I do like that they make Jane Foster a scientist, which is something that I think they've done a lot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I think a little bit in the DCEU as well, where they're taking these characters that were female characters specifically that were more subordinate and giving them more meaty jobs and more meaty careers. Same with Jamie James Rhodes, where you know he used to be like this guy, Pepper who Potts, huh? Pepper Potts too. Pepper Potts, yeah. Where they give them more substantial roles, but it, it seemed to me that really uh, was impactful with Jane Foster because she'd never been in a role like that before. Like uh, um, fix it, uh, fix it. A uh, fry hole. You can back me up on this. They, they, she was always. I mean, I think they made her a doctor before um, she became the 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 uh, modern Thor. But like besides that, Jane Foster didn't have a lot to do for a good 20, 30 years there. And before that, she was just the nurse love interest, right? She was just the love interest, and and uh, I, dude, I can't for the life of me think what her job was other than Thor's girlfriend, you know? And make him a sandwich. It was, it was like Jason Aaron before they started really investing in her, right? If, did any of y'all watch the uh, special features? Nah. I actually did on Voodoo, and there's one where they have the Warrior 3, and they're trying to get the Asian one to smile, and who's the pretty boy? Vandral. He's sitting there, and he's he's with these women, and he's kind of looking in the mirror, and he's asking the women, who wants to polish his sword? He like, whips his sword up. I swear to God, I'm like, dude, that would have been hilarious. I mean, it was an awkward scene, and I know why they, they took it out of the character that's that's that scene where it, it gave them maybe another three to four minutes screen time but it just felt awkward because it's just them getting ready for maybe he arriving. That. maybe he ad-libbed that and that's why he got recast in the second one really i didn't know that he was recast but i think it was because he was in another project wait wait what wasn't so wasn't like captain marvel that dude or whatever from dc or am i wrong edit all this out I yeah no is zachary levy from who played shazam slash captain marvel is in the second one he was the, the okay actor he's was re- the second one yeah. dude okay cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. All right, um, so i wasn't totally wrong but yeah, bringing up the special features, since that's one of the ones that I, I never owned on disc and there weren't any special features on the rental, I, I tried to find some of the specials on like Disney Plus and literally all Disney Plus has when you search Thor, which for some reason I, it was a fight for me. It kept wanting to say four, four. I'm like, dude, Thor, I'm on the Disney Plus app. You should be able to register four. Uh, or maybe that was on YouTube. But all they had were the movies. Yeah, And I mean like the movies that feature Thor in the MCU and that's it. There's no cartoons. There's no, you know, uh, documentaries or anything like that on the Disney Plus app. I go to YouTube. I can't find anything. I go to the Apple TV search and it starts spitting out the fucking Asylum Cheap Jack knockoff movies, you know? I actually went ahead and put on all the Almighty Thor for a little bit, which is fucking terrible. And Richard Grieco plays Loki. And at first I'm like, Jesus, this what? is horrible. Yeah, no shit, right? At first it's horrible. And it, it never stops being horrible. But for some reason, because they put him in pancake makeup with like the, like warrior garb and eventually they come to Earth and they're like walking around in like some industrial part of LA and Richard Grieco is just like posturing the whole time I started to get into it it just amused me about how weird this shit was in the land of the gods 
great evil arises. And only one man. You are our chance to save all this good. As the power to change the fate of men. To alter fate. Change the fate of gods. Loki! The final battle between heaven and hell will be waged on Earth. Patricia Velasquez, Richard Grieco, and introducing Cody Dio as <laughs> Almighty Thor. But that yeah, was a real show? Oh yeah. Asylum remember used to do those movies like Transfigurers, whenever Transformers would come out. <laughs> oh, so people would accidentally yeah. rent that instead. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So there's actually like three uh, cheap Jack Thor movies that are available streaming. And I, I caught a chunk of the Almighty Thor. And it just there's such a lack of love for Thor even within Disney and Marvel because they won't give him a cartoon or anything. You know, he's got if he's not an Avenger or he's not doing one of the solo movies where they try to slide in supporting characters like uh, guest stars and shit they don't have a use for Thor so I think it starts from here where it's perfectly adequate but until they start having the comedy chop taking advantage of Chris Hemsworth's comedy chops more fully he's just like the other one and I think that's one of the reasons why he's the one who's going to keep making Thor movies because he just didn't break out in the way that uh, the, a lot of the other actors have like you take Chris Evans he's, he's off doing dramas and he's doing shit like Snowpiercer uh, he has shown his dramatic range and Hemsworth was recently bit that everybody thinks all he can do is the action stuff but all he does is the action stuff he only wants to play like CIA Navy SEAL guys and like Tom Clancy type bullshit so it's like you don't show us any range besides you'll do a Ghostbusters you'll do a comedy but he's still very broad so he's not shown us that he has that much range and I think that's why he's still going to be fucking off doing Thor movies because he still hasn't been able to show that he can break out and do other things none of the shit he does that's not got Thor stamped on it or Avengers stamped on it has amounted to anything I'm not saying that he doesn't have charisma. I'm not saying he doesn't have good comedy timing. He's just not at the same level as a lot of these other actors. And his his trilogy, which is going to be a tetralogy soon, has repeatedly been argued as the worst in Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for me personally, I understand that you guys like the movie. For me, I have trouble seeing how you rank Thor above The Incredible Hulk. I, I think The Incredible Hulk oh, is a better movie all yeah. around. No way. Oh, no. Jeez. I mean, that's a, that's no. a, my, sorry, my minority opinion. I'm I would much rather watch The Incredible Hulk. Like, yeah, I love the Hulk and, and the, ugh. Oh, two words, the Hulk two right. words, Liv Tyler. How about that one? That's I like why Liv Tyler. And at least Liv Tyler is playing oh. a, a character that, it seems like Natalie Portman's whole purpose is to be much, much shorter than Chris Hemsworth to show how big he is. And I don't think she's bad, but she, there's no, she's just like, I'm very passionate about science and I'm really into this, uh, uh, what is it, what were you saying, the dick log, whatever the fuck the thing was? Dick I, root, I, get it right. <laughs> <Dick root. laughs> Look, I I like Liv Tyler, but Liv Tyler literally plays Liv Tyler in every movie she is. She's in. Okay, well then you haven't seen leftovers, dude. Even in Lord of the Rings, she's Left she's o- always crying. Le- she's crying or sad. Kid. She is a fucking nutbag. In what? The leftovers. Oh really? Yeah. Look, dude. Uh, she. I, I don't even know. Does she even say a single word in all of the Incredible Hulk movie? I think she just stares at the screen, like opens her eyes really big, and then or like gets rained on. She's like, <laughs> she's, she's like a ma- she's a Manila background. envelope. She's a Manila. She has envelope. those big. She has those big old anime eyes, and she just like whispers all the time. Like, dude, she's uh, any scene she's in that movie. Uh, look, I think she's incredible to look at. She's. Beautiful. 
beautiful. Uh, every scene in that movie, I'm like, can we go to the next scene, please? And she, uh, like we said in our, go listen to the Incredible Hulk podcast. She and, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who played Bruce Banner? Ed Norton. Ed Norton have, like, negative chemistry. Like, these two characters, these two actors actively dislike each other. These actors <laughs> do not like each other. And I can see it on the screen. And it makes for an awkward, terrible uh, viewing experience. And then the CGI in that movie is by far the worst in any of these films. Thor is ten times better. That's another movie. I can't believe that movie is shorter than Thor. I, if you would have, I would have lost uh, 1,500 Doge coins uh, if, if you told me to make that bet. I would have never, Hulk, I thought was a two and a half hour long movie. To see there was 112 minutes freaks me out. I don't understand how they're, they, somebody using a time stone, manipulate time. I don't, I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. That movie is not less than two hours long. It is so slow. They're in Brazil for an hour and 20 minutes at least uh, working in a Mountain Dew plant. Uh, that movie is garbage. Uh, and uh, where's this movie? Think of how bad a lower budget Thor movie could have been. <laughs> I don't have to think about it. I saw the almighty Thor. Trust me. I know what right. a micro budget Thor movie looks like. It's fucking wretched. Whereas I think all these characters are well cast and that's why they continued to use them in all these other movies. And I'm like, oh no, Darcy showed up. Darcy's Darcy. That's fine. I don't want them to recast Darcy. Chris Hemsworth is great as Thor. They didn't beat me over the head with the Shakespeareanness of it. Uh, you know, t- Tom Hiddleston, Tim Hiddleston, Tom freaking Hiddleston, fantastic in this movie. I know you said you didn't like him because you're weird, apparently. I didn't He's say I gr- didn't like him. I'm just not into him. He, he doesn't do a lot for me. He's fine playing Loki, but I'm not like, I'm a Loki fan. It's like, he's fine. It's okay. I've, I've got way more Loki in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than I need. I really didn't. After Thor, I'm kind of done with him, but they, he keeps showing up anyway. I mean, no, sorry, he's after great. Avengers, I'm kind of done with him, and he just keeps showing up. Yeah, he's great. He's great in all of them. You're great. He's amazing in Avengers. He's fantastic. Dude's amazing. Keep resurrecting him. I can't wait for his show to come out. He's so good. Uh, I mean, he's great. Anthony Hopkins is freaking really good as Odin, like weirdly, even though the dude is super old and shouldn't be able to wear all that armor. He looks like he looks like Odin. He's fantastic as Odin. Uh, I, the movie is so well cast. And they, again, anyway, I'm not going to rehash what I just said. Uh, Diablo Frank, we knew you were going to hate it. I appreciate it. I didn't like say it. I hate it. I think it's extremely adequate. I actually actively enjoy The Incredible Hulk. You know, I enjoy the casting for the most part of that movie. I enjoy the story being told. I feel like The Incredible Hulk isn't embarrassed to be a Hulk movie, where I think Thor is a little bit embarrassed to be a Thor movie. And that's a terrible wow. movie. Now you're wrong. In fact, like, how about this? Chris Hemsworth dick root was real. They had to airbrush a dick root on uh, Tim Roth. <laughs> Those are like dick vines. There's, there's not a root there. You've got like limbs, like these, these like uh, October leafless limbs at the edges uh, of dick. Dude, yes. and, and to take one of the coolest supervillains of all time, the Abomination. And it's make him horrible. make him make him look like he was the the Doomsday from uh, Batman vs Superman turned inside out. You I think he looks hilarious. better than Doomsday. I, actually, I was about honest. to say that he looks more like Doomsday in Hulk than Doomsday looked like Doomsday in Batman vs Superman. That's a but, hilarious uh, in, uh, Inception. I hadn't thought. Of. But also, he looks better. Period. Too. I think that the CGI is better than on Doomsday. And yeah, that's uh, weird. Be, be, yeah, that's really strange. But no, that's true. But no, again, like like you're you're comparing Tim Roth as a villain to freaking uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston Tim Hiddleston I want to keep screwing his name up I got this wrong once and <laughs> I'm never getting fight again uh, to Hiddleston no, and, and I'll give you that I, I would definitely say that Tom Hiddleston as Loki is much stronger than uh, Roth is as uh, Emil Blosky but I did enjoy his play- portrayal of Emil Blosky as well I enjoyed I, he wasn't comics accurate but I enjoyed the character that he was portraying and I, I enjoyed his enthusiasm in the role but I will absolutely concede that Loki is stronger that's why he has a fan following and everybody forgot that Emil Blosky exists I'll give you that uh but to me emil blosky isn't the villain thunderbolt ross is the villain and Barely. while sam elliott will never be beaten as the greatest 
Thunderbolt Ross ever. I do think William Hurt does a pretty good job, especially as the the cinematic universe progresses. What is- I just I would I so wish we had a Hulk movie with Adrian Pazlar playing Glenn Talbot. That would have just been awesome for me. Anyway, what if Sam Elliott it would have been in the Incredible Hulk and you saw his dick root? Where would have been in rank? <laughs> You couldn't see the dick past the stash. He's got another big, thick stash down there, too, so you can't quite catch it. Actually, I'm lying. I'm joking. Roadhouse had Watch dick root. Roadhouse has had really a dick root. I that Roadhouse, dude. Matter of fact, I think you see pubic hair in that movie, don't you? There's definitely dick root going on in that movie. <laughs> All over the place. That's a dick forest. It is. That's it, kid. It's if a you dick want, if you want to have a If you want to have a drinking game with this episode, just every time we say dick root, have to take a shot. <laughs> Hashtag dick root. Okay, so I, I brought up my MCU ranking from oh. whenever we did this, 2019 and I had Thor ranked number 13. So I guess I had it in my bottom third too. But he worked his way up. Although my bottom third, quote unquote, I just, I enjoy all these movies. There are a few I just like actively, there are maybe two or three I actively do not like that are just like bad movies. Um, Like Ant-Man vs. Wasp is a, oh, bad, yes. is a bad movie. I don't I don't know. Like, what, who's the chick that played Ghost? Uh, I don't she's know. Gonna, she's going to be in some movie and people are like losing their minds over it. And I'm like, Ugh, count me out. Red, Red, Red I, she's going to be saw Red. That. I, I know what you're it. talking about. It's it's uh people like Red oh Sonia. They're, they're Red like Sonia. That's what it is. And so I saw some guys like she steals every movie she's in, and I'm like steals it and throws it in the trash. <laughs> like what do you mean steals it? That's not a good anyway. Uh, okay, so I, I have Thor's thirteen out of what twenty two movies, so that's close to bottom third. Um, uh, the math on thirteen and twenty two is that it's actually right dead center in the middle. Really. That's that's right. No, thirteen would be twenty six. That's half of twenty six, not twenty two. So fuck you. Thank you very much. Uh, but closer to the middle than the back, I would say. You're still like, if you break it up into threes, it's solidly in the second tier. No. Okay. Well, look, it's close. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. It's lower on my list, but I kind of like a lot of these movies. So just saying, like, I've got it ranked right above Black Panther. Now that I'm thinking back at it, is it better than Black Panther? Eh, probably not. Although I think it might be re- more rewatchable than Black Panther. I, upon rewatching Black Panther, I enjoy that movie too. I'm going to um, go with a firm no on it being better than Black Panther for sure. How about Doctor Strange? Where do you rank it next to Doctor Strange? I would. I haven't rewatched Doctor Strange. Strange in full since theatrical, so I'm not really a good person to judge on. I've that watched one. it like Doctor Strange is my favorite. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, we'll get into that. That's a whole other. You need a shrink to talk to you about that one. It's not a bad movie, but it's not. <laughs> I was never a Doctor Strange fan either, so I, I don't know. I'm weird. And and it's the same thing where I was a Doctor Strange fan, and so I struggled with getting over the things that they changed or didn't do correct for my liking. Um, and they're both really formulaic origin story movies. I do tend to lean toward liking Doctor Strange more, but not having rewatched it, I I wouldn't put that on my, an official list or anything, but that's where, but, where but I like, But like Iron Man 3 is worse than Thor, right? It's going to be really interesting to revisit that movie. I'm, I'm very curious to see if I'm going to be as angry at that movie, because once again, I have not seen it since the actual. How, how about Th- Thor the Dark World? Worse than the first Thor, right? Oh, garbage. Yeah. A- Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron's worse Thor. There's a reason why the Dark World is routinely at the bottom with Iron Man 2 and Incredible Hulk on most lists. I'm telling you, I, I, like I said on Twitter, I rewatched it. I thought it was way funnier than I remember it, and I thought that the the special effects were fantastic for that movie. So again, it's but it's not as good as Thor one. Uh, Age of Ultron, it's worse than Thor. Uh, I think you can hard argue, disagree. Hard disagree. Oh, uh, Age of Ultron is the bottom three Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's such it's a train wreck. Uh, Ant Man, Ant Man better or worse than Thor? I like it marginally better than Thor, but I like but I enjoy Ant Man. I really like the first name. I think Mister Fixit agrees with me. He's a huge yeah. Ant Man fan. Um, I've got Doctor Strange a little below Ant Man and the Wasp. Is 
is worse. Okay, so, I mean, we don't want to go through the whole list, though. And I assume that when we do Avengers, we're going to at least rank the, uh, what is it, the first phase? So let's not go through the whole list and, you know. Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. Okay, no, Captain Marvel, I fucking hated Captain Marvel. So that that's actively, like, at, or at, very near to the bottom for me because I, that that's a movie that I can't imagine ever getting over all the shit about it that fucking pisses me off. I get angry I, uh, every time I think about that fucking movie. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm triggered. There, I'm triggered the, the by the whole, mission. The whole Captain Marvel being an old lady, I was like, fuck that, dude. Marvel was like one of the characters that got me into the Marvel Universe. It wasn't. I just re- rewatched it after Wonder Woman. It's not that bad. Um, anyway, okay. So, uh, guys, if you haven't rewatched the first Thor in a long time, okay, I'll say it's the worst of the Cap, Iron Man, Thor, the big three debut movies. It's the worst of those three movies. But I don't think that's a knock on it. No, because so those if you, other two were awesome. Fucking so. incredible. Incredible, right? So if you haven't watched Thor in a while, dude, just drink a little alcohol, get some popcorn and watch Thor. Have it on in the background. It's not a bad movie. It's not long. Uh, enjoy yourselves, folks. It's good stuff. Dun, 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 there, there, dun, were four, there were four introductory movies. One of them is The Incredible Hulk and it's better than Thor. Fucking who? <laughs> Incredible who? I've never heard of it. Was that that uh, Art Lang or what, what was the uh, who was oh, the director? And, and definitely better directed by far. Way better direction, especially the action direction is so much better uh, than anything they do here. Uh, I uh, The only action sequences in Thor that are really worth shit is is the ones that were probably directed by the CGI department that Marvel uses. Uh, I, I guess the fights during the, the pursuit of Mjolnir are okay. I, I do think that there's some good, you know, definitely some good sort of displays of the physicality of Kim, Chris Hemsworth, but in terms of actual full-on, like, wow, this is an action sequence, uh, the, it was all the CGI stuff that I think worked the best. So I, I, I mm. would definitely defend Incredible Hulk against Thor. The, the end fight in Incredible Hulk is, is good. The rest of it, like the... Uh, the fucking... The, the, the fight on the... Yeah, the, the fight on yeah. the grounds of the, the university where they're launching the fucking jeeps and you've got the sonic blasters and shit, man. Yeah. I, no, I, no, no, all the sequence is better than anything in Thor, period. For, in my opinion. And I, I know that that's not the majority opinion, but in my opinion, nothing in Thor is as good as that sequence. I love nah, that Yeah, you're wrong. Nah, you're wrong. I mean, it's it's good but because you have the Emil Blonsky wire work stuff and, and it's, look, but that's it. Those are the only two scenes in the whole movie that's good. The rest of the movie's terrible. Nah, obviously we're going to disagree on this. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm okay. Or rather, I'm going to disagree with everybody else here. I was going to say, history's on my side, so I don't need to sit here and argue with you about this shit. <laughs> Permanent Marvelite Maximus followers include Al Haj, Comics and Beyond, Cutting Room Floor, Dark Lion, Digital Dissection Podcast, Estetian Finrear, Graham at Scarlet Comic, Jerry, Kim Finney, Mercury Comics, and VPNClients.de. We got shoutouts from CH, Dirk Ashton, Richard G, and Dave's Comic Heroes blog. Retweet frantic ones include Alejandro, CH, Chewy Han 99, Talk Nerdy to Me, and Tony Nola. Keepers of the Favorites Flame include Abyssal Albion, Chris William, Citizen Kane Minute, Dave's Comic Heroes Blog, Doc Strange, Double Lloyd, Edward Huey, Omar De Oliveira, Jason Stick Venable, Jeffrey Brown They Them, Jennifer DeRoss, John Kialo Mullinge, John is Watching Cartoons, King Dinosaur, The Master of the Galaxy, Max Reads Comics, MB, Mike It's Send Aliens to Me, Mohammed Bushamak, Nick Spence, Relatively Geeky, Richard Field, Steve Borer, Tony Nasser, Wacky Bronze Silver Comic Book Villains, Weird Warriors Podcast, Wolver Steve, 
and Xenozoic Xenophiles. Enough sayers include Gorilla Film History Now, who wrote, Thank you, we definitely will be checking it out. Canoes wrote, This is my Friday end of day at work sorted. Chris Dunford wrote, Well, I'm four episodes behind, so guess it's going to be a late night. Go RSP. Richard G. wrote, Thank you all for making comics and heroes a better thing for all. Hero on. Fry Hole wrote, Another great episode. Believe it or not, I liked WandaVision better, but I think the mental illness, building a safe space, really hit home for me. The Master of the Galaxy wrote, I never die, little kid. Odell wrote, Good to hear Frank's excitement coming through. Kyle Benning wrote, I really enjoyed your breakdown of the series. I loved it. Happy to hear that in general, Frank enjoyed it when he seemed ready to swear off Marvel Cinematic Universe after any game. Ryan Daly wrote, Rick Remender wrote six issues of Foul Cap in all new Captain America. It was a simple Cap versus Hydra entire Rose Gallery action story. Nick Spencer took over with Sam Wilson Captain America and played up more of the sociopolitical aspects. Jeffrey Brown wrote, Now I am excited for this episode of your podcast. First off the bat, I really like how Falcon and Bucky grew as characters throughout the series. I like how Baron Zemo was in the series too. He's a character I became aware of because of Thunderbolts I was reading in the aughts. And finally, Randy Caldwell wrote, I am a comic book nerd who does not have Disney+. Plus. So far, there have not been any Marvel characters I care about to bother watching their show. When we get to Moon Knight, I may be interested. 1979's Avengers number 187 was my first issue of the Avengers. These are my Avengers and get off my lawn. Yes, the Vision and the Scarlet Witch were my favorite Marvel heroes, but that was when John Byrne and George Perez were on the Avengers. I have no love for their MCU counterparts. Of course, John Byrne had the twins absorbed back into Master Panda Bear. Has he appeared since then? And utterly broke the Vision. At least U.S. agent got him to wear some clothes like it mattered. The Merry Marching Society of the Marvel Superhero Podcast. Dr. Ange, 108 Sage, Baby Skeletor, Canoes, Chris Dunford, Chris Lydon, Dirk Ashton, Green Lantern HG, Gorilla Film History Now, The Hammer Strikes, Geeky Stuff and Voiceover, History of Comics on Film, Hulkling Hashtag Black Lives Matter, Iowa Joe Crawford, Jenna Reagan, Keith G. Baker, King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun Podcast, Marvel Universe Online, Randy Caldwell, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, Reverend Odell Abner Dracula, Richard G. Ronnie Casal, Tim Price the Podcrasher, Tony Scipioni, Trans Lesbian Planet Eater, Ufta, and Zwip Jameson. I think that's actually ZWT Jameson. This has been a non-for-profit fan production from Rolled Spine Podcast. Any copyrighted material presented herein are presumed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended. All right, guys. Hey, it was good talking to you guys. Did it's you fun. have any other? Did you have any other questions for us, W. Frank? Before we end this one, I was curious since I brought up the uh, the cinematic teaser thing. Uh, what did you guys think about the uh, Phase Four? Uh, you know, uh, edging that they did. I think it's going to bomb bad. Mm. I think all these movies. I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in Eternals. I'm not interested in Shang Chi. I'm not. Oh, I am interested in Guardians Three. I'm interested in Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, I'm not really. I, I'm really. I, I don't know. I think Black Widow is going to be. But see, Black. Widow's going to have nothing to do with the rest of these movies. It's kind of like a, well, a prequel I, I think thing. We've very clearly shown that Marvel is not recasting the part, but they're definitely recasting the roles. So I, 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 I'm pretty confident the Black Widow, uh, you know, I've heard complaints about it. Why are you doing a movie about a character that's dead? Well, because it's going to be where we get the new Black Widow too. So we're going to have the new Black Widow, the new Captain America, and the old Thor, and, and a bunch of other people, and that'll be the next. The new Avengers. Iron Man, or Rhodey, or whoever is going to be. War Machine, yeah. Yeah, I 
I, I'm just not. I'm not super jazzed now. I, like I the fact say, that they scrubbed uh, Brie Larson from Captain Marvel, and now it's the Marvels. Right. That was I'm very pointed. Super obvious. Uh, I think that. Well, that, that and they've me, also got Miss Marvel minute, ex- and Miss America. That, explain that to me. I don't understand. So it's not called Captain Marvel Two. It's called the Marvels. So I'm assuming it's going to be Kamala Khan, Photon. Uh, oh, Miss America is going to be in Doctor Strange. I was thinking that she was going to be in the in. Uh, yeah, I love too that the Marvels actually has the the S, the lightning bolt that yeah. Miss Marvel yeah. has too. So they're like really trust, letting you know I, this is going to be the Miss Marvel movie. And, the, and there's a lot of people like, oh, see, this is why Brie Larson killed the movie. No, they did the same thing with fucking Captain America and the Serpent Society, which I'm still waiting for that movie. I think they just fuck with people sometimes. <laughs> they put a title up there because they're not sure which direction they're going to go with it, or they're going to just fuck with it. Yeah, I think you you're wrong. Bit. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. I think it's the Marvels. It's going to be a photon. No, it is. It is the Marvel. But oh I'm yeah, saying, photon. That's the one that's going to be in there too. Yeah. Yeah, but before it was just Captain Marvel two, and everybody was like, oh, they 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 hate her so much that they changed the title. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that was the original title the whole time. They just weren't going to put that out until they did it this time. Uh, I think you're Winter, being Winter a little too so- friendly. Now, Winter Soldier was Winter Soldier was a Serpent Society for no, Civil I thought War. That was it Civil no, War? it was Civil War, and, and they 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 revealed that within the same press conference where they said it's going to be Serpent Society, and then two minutes later they crossed it out and put Civil War up, and everybody lost their minds. That wasn't some huge nah, okie doke. Nah, in the same nah, press it conference, it wasn't at the same time. It was, bro. I'm gonna I have to side with Illegal Machine on this. I don't remember that. We'll, yes. we, we'll go to the video. Roll the video. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I think that like they that was a live stream thing where they were like, "It's gonna be Serpent." Society. Just kidding. It's Civil War. And everybody lost their shit. Well, they first they lost their shit for Serpent Society, and they lost their shit again for uh, much harder for Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, no, I I think it's bec- I think some of it. I, I don't know. Whatever. It may not have anything to do with Brie Larson. It may just. But there are going to be more Captain Marvels in the movie. So calling it the Marvels is it makes sense. Um, but it's kind of a they would never call Iron Man 2 like the Iron Men because War Machine's in it. Like, are you fucking getting me? Uh, so, anyway. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm not super jazzed about any of these movies. I, need I, to I see- will say this I have strong reservations about a, I mean, I, I'd already complained about how the Black Panther movie should have been about Black Panther, not all of his amazing friends. And now they're literally going to do a Black Panther movie without a Black Panther in it or they're going to give it over to Shuri. Uh, uh, I'm not sure how well that works. But I will say that seeing a movie coming out titled Black Panther Wakanda Forever, that definitely got me turned. If that's a term that's even applied okay, so a little bit more. I'm curious what they're going to do, but they've got to recast Black Panther. I, I mean, they, ha- they have I to. I feel like that needs to happen, but I- I'm not sure if they're going to go that route, which is strange. Because I think that the Black Panther brand is way too valuable. And I don't think they're going to be able to get away with just sticking Shuri in that. And I have I have issues with that actress. So that's a problem for me personally as well. What are the issues? Oh, uh, she's we- like... She's hooked up with this preacher, this like this transphobic Luddite ass hole. Uh-huh. Now she was smart though. Once the pushback came, she just like went quiet, you know, went internet quiet and kind of gave an apology. And then like we're all going to supposed to forget that she's hooked up with this nut job. Um, so but at least she handled it the right way, where it's like abort, 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 and just doesn't talk about that shit anymore and doesn't repeat so, the dude anymore. Yeah. So you can't watch her be an imaginary superheroine in an imaginary country in an imaginary universe because she hooked up some guy you don't think you agree no, no, with no, I'm, I'm cool with her being Shuri I'm not sure if I'm cool with Shuri being Black Panther so I, I want T'Challa to be the Black Panther and I, it's one thing when we get multiple Captain America movies starring Chris Evans and then he bows out and they're going to go ahead and have uh, Sam Wilson take over the role you can't have you know uh, 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 cameos in a variety of movies 
movies and then one movie that's actually called Black Panther with T'Challa and then replace him. I can't, I can't deal with that shit. And I, I think, thought, and I, I think that Disney they're gonna. Are, I thought Disney already came out and said that we are not recasting. They now. said that they, they will not up. have, they will not recast uh, that role for that movie. They have not said that they will never recast the role. They just said we're not going to recast for that movie. So it's clearly going to be like think. World of Wakanda rather than a Black Panther movie, uh, unless they decide to go with Shuri being Black Panther, which is going to be a sticky point with me. I'm sorry, but but like, don't you think it's more disrespectful to say that's it? We had one movie with T'Challa and all of these kids who were like, finally, we have a superhero to dress up as. You're like, that's it. That's the only one. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yeah. Like, in my opinion, you owe T'Challa finally got the spotlight. You showed the character can translate, and it's very unfortunate. Chadwick Boseman had cancer and passed away, dude. I, like it nearly chokes me up to even say it. I, I'm still like in shock about it. I, dude, I almost dropped my phone. I was so shocked when I read that. It is horrible. But these things happen and they're tragic. It doesn't mean like if if Michael Keaton died, we can't do any more Batman movies. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is a stupid. Why are we even saying this? T'Challa should be Batman. Okay, there just should there should be T'Challa Black Panthers for fifty fucking years in cinema, and we never get the costumes taken out during Halloween. We never get the action figures out. I want to get my T'Challa Black Panther shirts forever. I don't want a Shuri Black Panther shirt, okay? I don't want it. I want a T'Challa Black Panther shirt, because that's the character we were waiting 60 years or whatever to show up on screen, or, or since the, the mid-1960s, to show up on screen, okay? Can, can we get a... Can we, I, I don't, I'm not trying to say the character's larger than the man. I'm not trying to say any of that stuff. I'm just saying that the character and the man that played them are just two different things, and it's a very unfortunate situation, but we need to keep putting out Black Panther movies with T'Challa, okay? Period. And I'm, I'm okay with them pausing for one sequel and, you know, uh, uh, because it, it's probably too soon and all those actors, like you said, they, they were probably close to one another and it's maybe too soon. They have to do a Black Panther movie, but they, they can't do a Black Panther movie with another guy playing T'Challa now, but that can't be the status quo going forward after that. I'll give you I'll give you the one movie, but you, you gotta get another uh, actor playing T'Challa. That's bullshit. Like, I'm not, did, uh, did, no. Here's one. Did we stop having the Joker appear because Heath Ledger died? Mm-hmm. No. Like, what a ridiculous thing. Can't have any more uh, Joker movies. What? No, no. Now, now it's gotta only be Harley Quinn. We gotta only put Harley Quinn in these movies because she looks like the Joker and she's related to the Joker, but she's not really the Joker. No. You can still have Joker in the movies, okay? Without disrespecting Heath Ledger. Okay? We can have T'Challa and the Black Panther in Black Panther movies. Nobody's disrespecting Chadwick Boseman. Unless the movie sucked, right? But then that's just on the movie. Okay? And then then if you liked uh, Chadwick Boseman, you can say, I told you so. And that's fine. But I, I, I'm... I can't even believe this is even a question, to be honest with you. And this has nothing to do with Thor. Maybe you can put some other podcast. Or maybe we shouldn't talk about this at all. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, that bothers me. Okay, so I forgot about Black Panther. The other one I forgot about was uh, they did show the four for Fantastic Four and I got it. I was pretty excited about that. And I've never been excited about a Fantastic Four movie in my entire life, but I was kind of excited about it. It definitely feels like this. They're letting us know that it's going to be the build a figure, a phase four. I get the build a figure, like it's the payoff. If you collect, if you watch all the other movies, you know. I, I, I feel like they're letting us know that phase four is going to seed the Fantastic Four in some fashion. I hope that's the case, and I'm not getting all WandaVision about it. So we think, what, what, what does that mean? Then does that mean Galactus is he going to be the next Thanos, and it's going to end with the Fantastic Four? Did I just spoil the entire phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on accident? Good going, asshole. Oh, we, we didn't Jesus. have to hear from the other guys about the other the, the movies, though. 
so I, I hate to speed past. Oh, no, go for it. Like, is Fix-It even still on this call at this point? I figured he was, he has to work in a few hours, so I figured he was Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. What do you think about these, uh, Marvel? I think he Marvel, fell asleep for a bit. These, no, these, I, I'm actually looking at that goddamn video, and it still says Serpent Society. They never changed the fucking just title. Just good lord. Okay, I'm gonna rapid fire you, Mr. Fix-It. You ready? Yeah. Shang-Chi, go. Going to see it. Er, Eternals, go. Not super pumped to see it, but I'm gonna see it. Uh, um, was there another Ant-Man and Wasp? Black movie? Widow, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see Ant-Man and, and uh, Wasp in the Quantumverse, absolutely. Uh, definitely gonna see Wakanda Forever. Uh, Captain Marvel, the Marvels, I'll check that out too. I'm trying to think, is there anything really Shang-Chi. that stands out? Oh, no, I, I want to. I want to see Shang-Chi. You think it looks good? Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah, uh, dude! A kung fu movie done by Marvel can be fantastic. Okay. All right. And then uh, Fantastic Four. You happy about it? Not happy about? It? Don't care about Fantastic Four. What do you think? Uh, MCU MCU's take on the after all the failed takes on Fantastic Four. MCU's going to do it right. I, I'm kind of I'm interested in to see because they, they you have already two franchises that came out that uh I don't know they they've uh, they shit the bed twice so or no three times no twice yeah twice um I don't know we'll see I, I'm I'm interested no it would be three times but they didn't release that first one okay yeah so I was like uh, I just I'm not really pumped about Fantastic Four I I want to see oh and the new Spider Man movie too definitely want to see that oh yeah no okay that I, I'm down for new Spider Man so I'm, I'm excited for Spider Man I'm excited for Black Panther I'm excited for Black Widow Fantastic Four Doctor Strange into the multiverse just I'm I'm been teased enough that this movie's going to actually do something that's going to be worthwhile although after WandaVision I'm a little oh, skeptical actually, and I'm, I'm the opposite I'm not a big Sam Raimi fan so I'm just worried he's going to just send yeah. Raimi the fuck out and of it and I am a big Sam Raimi it. fan and that's the thing I'm most excited about is seeing him do a Doctor Strange movie it's going to be like a total turn the camera's going to be shaking and <laughs> fucking ash is going to pop out of some fucking tunnel with a fucking chainsaw will we get a green dead eyes are going to show up or they're going to be dead eyes somewhere in the background you're, um, where's the part where you're ter- turning me off this is all getting uh, me hard I'm just <laughs> oh my god uh, what's his name uh, fucking Ash the actor uh, Bruce Campbell Bruce Campbell he's gonna play some fucking you know a doorman or uh, they'll probably co- they'll they'll, uh, they'll uh, give him uh, what was his name Doctor Strange's uh, manservant Wong Wong, Wong. Oh, he'll here, be dude. the new Wong he'll be saying groovy or whatever <laughs> okay what uh, okay how about you uh, 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 Fryhole anything of note for any of these phase four movies that got uh, teased Doctor Strange that is a character yes continue <laughs> that movie uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see it and the rest of them not so much okay alright I, I said I'm, I'm leaning that way look again if Black Panther or if, uh, if Black Widow rocks I may change my tune on all this stuff but like I just like honestly uh, but like Guardians right We're, you gotta be hyped for Guardians 3 right oh, yeah. Yeah. oh I'm sorry yeah Guardians 3 for sure um, yeah, the, the James Gunn send off because he said that's his last Guardians movie well he's also doing the, the Christmas special that's coming out yeah Yep, yep, yep. I, I just, man, if, if I just think a lot of people are going to be disappointed with the second second wave, fourth wave, or fourth wave. I'm sorry. Um, po- post EG versus pre in game, right? I just the the bubble historically bursts at some point. <laughs> I, well, and, and I think it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. I think a lot of this Marvel Cinematic Universe magic may have been in the actors themselves, and they just accidentally fell ass backwards into this amazing crew of characters that we all like. Feel like we're friends with. Like I feel like yeah. I'm friends with Tony Stark, and I feel like I'm fr- like I want to meet Steve Rogers, and you know what I mean. Like I, I feel like these are all like my buddies, and that Phase Four it's going to be you know 
and I, I Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch is not one of those dudes, mm-hmm. you know. And Brie Larson was not one of the not one of those characters. She's not Scarlett Johansson, she, you know. Uh, Peter Parker, yes. Uh, who else? Um, I mean, Guardians are there. Thor's still there. So there's some, but like, do I want to see Angelina Jolie in an Eternals movie? I don't know. I, but see, I'm hoping the Eternal, like the Eternals, I never cared about them. And then who wrote them? Uh, Gaiman? No, 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 not Gaiman. Actually, I, I, I really didn't care that much for Gaiman's run. Yeah, I no, didn't seem to set the world on fire. They made yeah, a big was, deal about it. Was somebody else wrote them where, like, they had they were there at the seeds of mankind. At, I think like that last issue, you see like cavemen or some shit like that. Or fuck, it's it's a mini series that came out. I'd have to look for. I remember really enjoying it. It was really dark. Like they were almost like an invading army that landed here on Earth, and humans were still not upright. I guess at the time, or I don't even think there was humans. They like started breeding so they could have slaves because they didn't want to do shit. I, I have to go back. I'll, I'll I'll go find it and reread it. But I remember reading that Eternal Story. And I was like, dude, this is pretty fucking cool. Like this is really dark and twisted. Um, and that's the Eternals I want to see. I'm hoping it's, it's. I hope they go completely left field with it, where where we all think it's going. And I hope it's the complete opposite because I, I, I'm not really. Are we getting a Blade movie too? Kind yeah, of. It wasn't back. announced in that deal. I can tell you that they, no, they that logo did back. not show up. It got pushed back. Or it's a TV thing. I'm not sure which. No, no, it. it's a movie, but it got pushed back too. Yeah, it's definitely in limbo. That, yeah. That's definitely one where there are less hard deep where it seemed like it was like 100% a go and now it's sort of like oh yeah I forgot about Blade they kind of stopped talking about Blade I, I think watching the video it's clear that they're putting a lot more people of color out there and trying to showcase their stories and I'm happy for that but it also feels very small and it feels like like we've we've built the Marvel Universe and there's all these big cool things and like with the Eternals I was thinking something more along the lines of a Ragnarok where we're gonna it was gonna be really colorful and really fantastic and we're seeing like people on horses and people in regular street clothes yep. hanging out and stuff you only got that one shot of Angelina Jolie with the glow sword thing Shang-Chi I, I, I watched that you're trailer not a and that, fan huh? I knew you weren't gonna like Shang-Chi yeah I'm not a what fan though I said you're not a Kung Fu fan I knew that you weren't gonna like Shang-Chi when I, they announced I, it I was hoping that Shang-Chi you gave me your copy of Enter the Dragon blasphemy <laughs> well I like Enter the Dragon okay I just didn't feel the need to own it but it's like I, I wanted that to be more like Enter the Dragon it's like I'm looking at it and we're seeing the bracelets instead of the rings and we're not really emphasizing the connection to Iron Man it seems like and you've got the goofy sidekick that's going to be running around with Shang-Chi and it doesn't seem like they're doing the spy stuff and it's just like it feels small and it it, it doesn't have enough color it doesn't have enough pop it doesn't have enough uh, of the, the elements that we've come to expect from the Marvel it looks like another round of phase one origin stories well, it, it, to me, it looked like it should fit in more with the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a Netflix show. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I keep an open mind. I'm definitely seeing Black Widow in the theater, which I wasn't convinced of previously, but I, th- that's a great movie to go back to a theater to see. I feel like, uh, and then after that, we'll kind of play it by ear. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that, based on what I'm seeing so far, based on the trailers I've seen so far, there's a lot of this stuff that I think is going to play better on my TV than in the theater. Mm, nervousness. Let's see if Feige can can prove us wrong. Wrong, folks, on the next episode of Marvel Superheroes Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. For our final song of the night, we wanted to just send a tribute to my nephew Sven's favorite podcast, The Road Spine Podcast, with amazing podcasts such as Marvel Superheroes Podcast and one song each in the Ad Head Diablos. 
So this one's for you, Rogue Spy. One, two, three, four. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. You've been wonderful, and we have been Odin Force. Thank you. Thank you.